Well, greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy and the host of the most listened to, the most talked about, the most popular podcast of its time. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd faith, Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, master of titles, first of his name, Sir Christopher. Clean your hands. And you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds podcast. Aw, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. You may notice we're not in an exotic location today. We got quarantined. Yeah, we. Uh, We've been I, told I, to stay in our little studio that we I, have. I, exactly. I, I thought we'd just play it a little more real. Don't worry, we're not going to bring the show down. But had to just kind of acknowledge what's going on, man. It's a, it's a crazy time in yeah, the world. No, right? it really is. And you know, we wanted to make sure you guys are good, and we want to bring you a little bit of entertainment, a little ha ha. So yeah, a little something know. to take you. Hey, while, while you're kind of quarantined in your house, maybe you can listen to us. We can, you know, give you a couple laughs, make yeah. you forget about your troubles. You know, in, in, no in my, troubles, bubbles. In, in my lifetime, I can honestly say I have never encountered anything like this before. Back in have, my have day with the influenza, we had it. You had to pay. They had pictures of bees on nickels instead of buffaloes. Yeah. So you'd say, give me five bees for one of those. Yeah, it's, it, it, this is crazy, man. No, it, re- it really is, man. So, so we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about comics. We'll talk about toys, auras in the title, uh, and everything, and all things in between, which it turns out is just uh, toys. <laughs> yeah, to- it's to- stuff. Nerd, nerd tchotchkes. And uh, we hope you have a good time with us. So um, let's let- start with what you're reading, man. What, what you're reading. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I so I binge read, binge read, and this doesn't happen very often it, for you. It, it, it doesn't, I, but that's what having two kids will do with you because I just will realize, holy shit, I I need to read comics. I enjoy reading comics. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take some time to do this. I'm gonna turn off Sesame Street and I, I'm or actually, Paw Patrol, and I'm gonna you know you know <laughs> do something really mature <laughs> and, well, and read about men in tights. Well, one th- well yes, but one of the things <laughs> is you know. Uh, Parents have told, you know, they've all said, and it's something that I, I kind of laugh at is your kid's watching like Paw Patrol. Right. Right. It's going on, and you finally realize that you've been watching Paw Patrol by yourself because your kid didn't want to watch it anymore and left. That's right. I want to find out what's what's happened with uh, Scruffy. Or d- actually, my son doesn't watch Paw Patrol, so I'd, I'm just uh, saying. Yeah. So I I I I, I, could, I can tell you about garbage trucks. See. I can tell you everything about makes and models of garbage trucks because he he loves watching those. <laughs> and uh, you know what I introduced my son to? Uh. And I this is like a real like I know we're supposed to be talking about comics. No, no, no but, it's comics. But, but it, it's well, it's it's not technically, but that's all right. What I introduced my son to that like warms my heart so much. What? Bon Voyage Charlie Brown. Oh. Do you remember yes. that movie? Yes. I introduced him to Isn't that when he goes over to like Paris or something like that? He goes and to he goes to Paris. I remember it raining and being real sad and scary cuz he gets invite so this 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 little girl writes him and invites him to go uh, yeah, right? No, not what Good you for think. him. No, not what you think. So strong Christian overtone. So, so so Charlie Brown and Linus, Peppermint Patty and Marcy, they get invited. Uh, oh. not, not invited. Excuse me. They are chosen to be foreign exchange students. Right. Right. 
So Charles, as I like to call him, yes. receives uh, an Charles. invitation. Yes, Charles. <laughs> Caterpillar Sherlock Charles. I don't think I can stop them all. No, not that Charles. Ah, this gotcha. uh, Charles Brown. Gotcha. Uh, gets gets an invitation to go stay at at someone's place in France. Well, when he gets there, it's raining, it's dark, and nobody's home. Well, it turns out that the girl that invited him Went is to actually America. no, no, no. She is although that would have made for an interesting plot twist. No, she is the ward of the Baron. Ooh. who lives in the mansion and hates everybody, uh, but especially foreigners. And so they end up sleeping the night in the barn. Yeah, and I remember that. A hilarity ensues and all of that. But I was surprised because in this age of Pixar, right, right where, you know, the animation has come such a long way. Right. Uh, if he would like it. Yeah, I didn't know if he would like it because it's just old school Cartoon. cell animation. Yeah. But he was laughing his ass off. Like, he loves it when, like, when, you remember the part where Snoopy goes and plays at Wimbledon? Yes. He, and he gets pissed off and, like, he, he like, smacks throws his racket. racket throws and, the racket and mm -hmm. then he lets the air out of the tire of the, the, yes. the ref's cage. I mean, he was laughing his ass off. He thought that was so funny. So, so anyway, that's, that's, that's what I've been watching. Well, I love that. Let's talk about what I've been reading. Yeah, what you reading? <laughs> Um, so you were been you've been binge reading. I I've been binge reading. I binge read issues one through seven of Curse uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight. Yeah. So this is on my next thing to to read. And I remember looking at the covers and like they look so good and so interesting. And I'm like, like one of the covers has Azrael on it. And I was looking. I was like, oh boy. Like, it, do you like him? Is he is he one of your <sighs> your your guys? Or, or he's no? not one of my guys. And he just visually is cool. He's to so look at. cool. And yeah. his his Batman. Like the oh the Batman the Batman costume yeah it was the what, was Asbats the, the Nightfall Batman or yeah. something yeah 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 man <laughs> uh, so I I hate we're gonna jump like this but it's so all right we're playing uh, Spider Gen and I have uh, DC Scribble Knots right and you can basically you have to solve puzzles but you have to select certain things from the DC universe and you can use like Green Lantern Power Ring you could do all this kind of stuff oh that sounds like well fun. anyway we had this this person and it was like oh you need to select somebody to take care of them well she started picking through people she picked. Nightfall Batman. I looked at her and I was like, what's wrong with you? To, to take like take care of him? No, like, kill no. Him, like, or, they just like... kind of like push him back, and they ended up killing him, and then they're like, you failed. And she goes, why did I fail? I'm like, because you selected a monster. Because you, you selected Nightfall Batman. You selected a monster. Asriel, don't play. Anyway. Uh, so we're this... never going to get to <laughs> I, I'm I'm really enjoying this, uh, it, it, because out of courtesy for you, buddy, because you haven't Aww. read it, I'm gonna do, this is gonna be my non-spoiler review, so don't worry about it. You can listen to this if you haven't caught up on it. I'm not gonna be giving any anything big uh, away. Uh, Batman is really Bruce Wayne. <gasps> That's the only spoiler I'm. Wow. That, yeah. <clears throat> so issues one through it seven. It makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now, right? Yeah. Uh, the writer uh, of this is, uh, of course, the very talented writer and artist, excuse me, is uh, the very talented Sean Murphy, who I hope to someday snag for an interview yeah, on the show. I would yeah. I would I would love he's getting to popular. So. He, he is. He's amazing. And uh, the colorist, I want to mention him as well. Mr. Matt Hollingsworth. Uh, this is a it's a great story, but it's just as you mentioned, it's beautiful. It's a, yeah, it's a, it it's really a, is. It's a feast for the eyes. Um, this will run you per issue about four ninety nine. Uh, which is kind of pricey for a comic, but it's it's a little bit fuller. I was going to ask. I don't you know what the page. I don't know what the page count. If you want to, maybe if you wouldn't mind looking that up while I'm talking about yeah, it. Uh, but I, I think it's a little bit fuller. Uh, four twenty four 
if you are using your 15% Comixology discount. If Ooh. you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're, if you're a member there, you get, you get the 15% discount. So what's the overall plot of this? So this is the sequel to last year's miniseries, Batman the White Knight. So we're treated to the further unraveling of the mysteries of Gotham City. The Joker escapes from Arkham wah, wah, once more and is in possession of a secret that may spell the end of the Cape Crusader. Uh, doesn't he always think he's going to come yeah. up with some secret that's going to be the end of Batman? But, of course. But, but this time he, he might actually do it. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying this uh, for, for so many reasons. Uh about 24 pages. Ab- about 24 pages? Yeah. What's a... Full comic. Is that... It's eh, it's about normal. I think it's more expensive because it is part of DC's black label. Do you know about the black label? N- no, do you? So, so the black label is their... It's their new line that is intended for, I think, more mature readers, like for adult adult readers. So they can, like, you know, show Batman's ass and, like, show Harley Quinn's boobs what? and... Like, like all of that. None of which appear in this comic book. Yeah, unnecessary. Um, but in case you in, in case you want to see that, go to go to DC's Black Label. It's, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's meant to tell more kind of mature, quote-unquote, grown-up stories. Ha-ha-ha. Uh-huh. Um, but what do I like about this? What's what's the good about this? Sean Murphy is, is, he is every bit as good of a storyteller as he is an artist. And he's, he's continuing to take us on this tour of his Batman universe, which is now kind of affectionately known as the Murphyverse. Ooh, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, this story is, it's equal parts deconstructionist of the of the superhero genre, and right. uh, it belongs up there. I, I almost think of it with stories like Watchmen and The Boys and The Dark Knight Returns. That's which, all, that means something. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good quality story, and, and just in the, the deconstructionist qualities, kind of examining... Sort of the uh, the realities of well, what what if there really were a a, a Batman? Uh, so it's equal parts de- deconstructionist story uh, and also a love letter to the the Batman mythos, uh, just like its predecessor was. Uh, y- y- this is chock full of references to previous Batman movies, previous Batman comics and lore, and you can really tell that Sean. Is uh, you see we're you see He's how quick, you fan. see how quick that happened. We're on a first name basis now. It's not Mister. He Murphy. doesn't know yet. It's Sean. He he didn't know. Uh, you can see right away his fondness for not just Batman though, Chris, but for the '89 movie. Oh, wonderful! Uh, y- you you remember that there are there's so many references to the original uh, Burton verse yes. movies. Yes. Uh, we have uh, in you remember in. Batman White Knight, how the 89, the Anton first Batmobile, mm-hmm. the, the 89 Batman uh, features in White Knight. Well, it's, right. it's back. It's it's back in this Beautiful. movie. I That's one of the things that's just kind of my fanboy moment. I love how one of the things that features in this story is the Batcave with almost every iteration of the Batman yeah. uh, Batmobiles that ever yes. existed. Yeah. That yeah. that for me is, is so cool. Uh, and the great thing about this is you you don't have to get all of the references like you don't have to be a batman expert to enjoy 
this story. It's just full of these little Easter eggs that it'll just make you enjoy the story more. Well, it, and then later on, how much you figure out, and if you become like a a more experienced reader and stuff like that, it's yeah, it's something. Yeah, yeah. It's something for every level for someone to look at and go, oh, well, that's this, and you know, Th- this guy. I would be very surprised to find this out. Like, if we ever interviewed him and he's like, no, actually, I hate Batman. I think he sucks. I, I would be very surprised. I'm like, well, you're really good. Yeah, exactly. Because there are so many references to the oh, yeah. 89 Batman, so many references to Batman the Animated Series, and uh, one of the the heavy, uh, I think one of the sources that this heavily draws from right. is the 90s Nightfall story. Yikes! Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. What's your what's your yikes on that? Well, let me let me for for the yeah, un- yeah, yeah. for the uninitiated. Uh, that was my that was my Bane impression. Yeah. Um, for the uninitiated, wah, wah. the um. You know the the Nightfall story is where Batman gets his back broken by Bane. By uh, tra- tra- Bane. Try saying that five times fast. Back broken by Bane. Back bat Batman gets his bat broken by. See, I can't Dang, even do it. Got his bat broken. Um, got his bat broken. <laughs> oh no. Um, gets his back broken by Bane. Yes. And then has to find a replacement. Find a replacement, and so he hands the mantle over to Mr. John Paul Valley. Uh, it's such a weird name. It's Jean Paul. Right? It's it Jean Paul. Jean Paul Valet. It it sounds like it's either like related to Jean Claude Van Damme right. or or a salad well, dressing. But think of the times. So it very well could have been Van Damme. May, maybe. And however, Van Damme is a tiny little fella. Um, but also too, he had like long blonde hair. Well, he yeah, he he was kind of uh, in some ways sort of the physical opposite. Not he exactly. Wa- of, well, I mean, of Bruce same Wayne. physical form, like same physical form, but yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. Right. So so Jean Paul Valley. Um, otherwise, a.k.a. known as Azrael, who was uh, a member of a group of assassins created by the Order of St. Dumas. So basically, think Scientologist, but less kooky and with more flaming swords. Yeah, okay. they're, they're like St. Michael, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go into why you said yuck, because I know that oh. th- this is not, it, it's... I, I don't want to say yuck. It's regarded it's just, with mixture. Oh. Did, did you not like the Nightfall story when it came out? So, I liked the Nightfall story. However, Azrael for me will never be Batman. Right. John Paul will never be Batman. Right, to me. right, 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 right. And my my reason being is he doesn't really like. He literally gets the suit and goes, "This is crap. I'm gonna make my own." And then. I'm gonna build a tank. Yeah, and well, not and just wear that. it. I remember as a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Right. I had, I had an action figure of of Azrael. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Right, right. However, right. he was so nice. Was he such a '90s character? Oh my god, he was. He G- was guns and blades and, and pouches yeah. and shit. Um, and uh, the face mask with the glowing red eyes. Right, and, right, right. His right. action figure actually put light behind his eyes, and they would they would light up. Oh, sweet. Um, but the thing was, he didn't have any. Of the same principles that Bruce Wayne had, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to eradicate evil, and by eradicate, I mean blow up." <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm like, "Kill some fools." You know, and I'm like, and I remember, um, so growing up as a kid, it's actually kind of funny. So uh, I'm a huge Batman fan, as you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. as a kid, I was a huge Robin fan. I I find that interesting. I found Robin because he, you know he was he was my age and and stuff like that. So you could be Robin. How, that's how every kid you know right, right. looks at themselves. But for me, I always used to say, I'm like, yeah, Robin does all the work and Batman just gets all the glory, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, and I I just I love the character of Dick Grayson and everything like that. And I remember in the comic books, like Dick tries to stop him, 
and tries to stop. Uh, you know, John Paul. As, as real. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. He beats the crap out of him. Right, right. And right, I remember right. looking at him like, that's not Batman. I was like, what is he doing? You know, and and I was like, I don't know, 10, 11 years old. And, and I was like, this is insane. So I'm I'm a little older than you. Right. So, but but still, when I I remember reading this, I, uh, Nightfall was not my introduction to Batman. Right, right. But it was not mine either. But it was when I did start reading heavily. Batman comics heavily. Yeah. So I thought, oh wow, this is kind of interesting. And I was a, I was a young guy. I think I was like in my early teens when I when I was reading it. And at the time, it was the '90s, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, this this, this guy's, is it. This is it. This is awesome. Um, and looking back on it now, kind of narratively, Bruce Wayne choosing John Paul Valley to be his replacement. This poor choice. Na- narratively, well, it doesn't make any sense either right. because it's not like it. John Paul Valley was not a character that he had known for all that long, and to entrust that sort of responsibility to someone that he hasn't known that long when he could have given it to Dick or, right. or could have given it to uh, I, anybody I, anybody else but but him. So it, it doesn't make sense. And this is one of the things that I like about Curse of the White Knight because in some ways it reimagines elements of Nightfall. Yeah. And it tells, in my mind, a much more organic reason about why you would have someone else running around in... The bat suit. Well, we had it later on too. We had Batman Incorporated and stuff like that, where you know it wasn't Bruce because Bruce was gone. Yeah, and, so, and, and Batman Incorporated, but that still was kind of a better love story. It's a better, and and it also made sense because yes. if you remember in Batman Incorporated, uh, who were some of the people he was choosing to be his Batman? Dick. Dick was one of them. Uh, also, Knight and Squire. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Man of Bats. I think was uh, Native American Batman. They were kind of. Uh, grandfathering in all of those campy, uh, golden age, like different versions right. of Batman. Um, but what I like here, and, and I don't think it's it's not really giving a, a whole lot of way to say this, that because I mean we we know you uh, we know that uh, oh that, I'm that the, the toy yeah, yeah, oh, okay you got to put that, that on with. online that's cool yeah. um, we know Azrael becomes Batman. You know, but the how and the why he becomes Batman in yeah. this story yeah. changes, and it's really very interesting. So we know, I don't know if you remember, from Curse of the, uh, not excuse me, the original from Batman White Knight. Yes. There is a, uh, kind of it, there's a Batman relief fund. Uh, do you remember that? No. Okay. So this is some of the deconstructionist portions of the story I'm talking about. Right. So it's revealed in Batman White Knight that there is this Batman relief fund. And I think I know what you're talking so, about. So, so as soon as you say it, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The very now. wealthy in Gotham, right. what they do is after a poor community gets destroyed by one of Batman's battles with one of his the bad villains. guys, yeah. they buy up all the real estate, develop it, and then flip it for cash. Right. Oh, okay. And so now this, this story, Curse of the White Knight, is the continuation of that now. Right. So we have this sort of wealthy elite that have been kind of exploiting Batman, which is a, it's a really great kind of turn it's of events. Kind of weird, yeah. It's, it's got Bruce Wayne really doing some soul searching and questioning, like, as my ha, this has all been about stopping crime, but have I been inadvertently helping like the worst elements of of society? Yeah. So basically, here here's what goes down, buddy. Uh, the the sort of the the elites the people that are controlling this right. uh they they know that Bruce Wayne is Batman 
They've known the whole so, time. So they've they've discovered that Bruce, kind of in a court of owl sort of way, they've discovered that Bruce Wayne is so Batman. They probably like you know hired somebody and were like, yeah, he's falling on these Batman. They they well, and you know honestly, come on, wealthy guy, uh, you know, built Very, like a brick shit house, say, huge. It's like you know, come on, how how could he not he's be not Batman? He's not a polo player. Yeah, ex- I'm ex- not playing. Ex- polo. <laughs> I love that. That's still one of my favorite lines. Well, you know, you know, you, you, you what, rich people they, they play polo. I'm not playing polo, Alfred. <laughs> um, so basically, they send one of their representatives to Bruce. Bruce, at this point, is now after the events of White Knight, he is he's thinking of unmasking because he's he's doing some serious soul searching, right. and he's like, you know what? Maybe I just need to hang it all up and just be done. Uh, and and just come clean with with everyone. Well, and it's actually kind of fitting with the the storyline if we're going to go that route because yeah, yeah, Kingdom yeah. Come, he unmasked and everybody knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman and he had his Bat robots. Right, right, right. So right. like it kind of kind of fit. And and uh, yeah, and, and kind of also like with with Dark Knight Returns too, kind of similar similar elements there too. Um, but what happens is he gets confronted by a representative from the elites, they're and they're like. You're not unmasking shit, yeah. Because this Batman, we rely on you, Batman, to stop you know stop your funny cartoon criminals, but also uh, bring down the value of real estate so we can buy it up. So that's that's very much like a new problem as of late. He's never had to confront well, something like this. I, before. I even mean in the in the real world because right. like you know people are going through like harlem and these really terrible neighborhoods and they're buying out the entire neighborhoods and gentrification yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it really is i mean this has happened all the time but like as of late this is kind of a a big button to and, and and isn't it great that like here's sean murphy kind of plucking something right. from that's going on now and inserting it into yeah. the story i, yeah, I think I do, that's I do great like that. so so they're like no way, man! You're not unmasking. We got a good gravy train going. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna keep doing your thing, and we're gonna keep doing our thing, right? So, of course, Bruce is like, "No, uh, uh, sorry, piss I'm off. Not, uh, piss off! I'm not gonna jog on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play ball, <laughs> right?" So, what do they do? Well, if we can't own this Batman, we'll make our own. We'll Batman. make our own Batman, and the way that they kind of handle Azrael in here, I I love it because. He's this very fitting. He's this ex, uh, Nate. I think he's Navy SEAL or Special Forces. Yeah, and he's dying. He's got cancer. It's not giving anything away because it's right. in the first issue. Right. He's dying. He's got cancer, and also because of like exposure to some type of chemical agent. Now he gets hallucinations. So do you remember the original uh, in the yes. mainstream continuity? Yes. Azrael would get hallucinations. He would, he would see Saint Dumas, yes. and Saint Dumas would, you know, point at him with Azrael. his flaming swords and yeah. tell him to do shit. Right. So now you have this great, very kind of grounded way of very making, good reason. making that happen. That he is this. He's this guy who is very physically imposing. He can handle himself. He's special forces. Right. Um, but he's a little off of his rocker because he needs a of, little bit of guidance because of trauma. But he's. But he he's is, guided by the wrong person. Well, but the thing is, not only is he a little bit of guidance, but he's manageable. Yeah, yeah, That's he can. He he's like a weapon that right. they can just point right, 100%. in the in the proper direction. So the Joker is in this too. So the the Joker's in this too, but he sort of acts more as like the now is this Jack Napier or is this the Joker now? Oh well, now he is like for the majority of the story, he is the Joker. Okay, he he is the Joker. So um, he is sort of the puppet master 
uh, mental antagonist in the story, whereas Azrael is more of the, the physical physical antagonist, secondary kind of henchman. But but more of the the actual action that's taking place is between Azrael uh, and and Bruce. Oh, okay. Uh, so so we have this we have this dynamic here uh, where you have essentially two Batmen. Uh, and it's just it's a really good reimagining of of Nightfall. I think taking some elements from it and adding kind of an interesting twist to it. Um, I don't know yet how they're going to end the story, so I'm just going to kind of. It's not really a projection, but I'm kind of. I'll give you my wish list here. I I hope that we're going to see some type of redemption arc for Azrael. I hope he gets redeemed because really he's not a bad guy. He he is he's misguided. Correct. He is a victim. This is a guy who has seen the horrors of war and has been turned into like an instrument of death. And he's just been pointed at, uh, at you know at a target out weapons, yeah. by yeah. by the elite and by the Joker. And so I'm I'm really hoping that we see some type of redemption redemption. And that's saying I'm not going to spoil anything, but he does some really truly awful things oh i can't Th- wait to read this thing this is a much more oh yeah this is this I is like wait. he he murphy with with the character of jean paul valley he dials it up to 11 because uh this is he is a much more villainous version of asriel and uh and asbats right than we have previously seen but i still hope that we see some type of redemption arc not just um not just because it, it, it makes Azrael a more three-dimensional character to have him have some depth. I think if you just make him a straight-up villain and he just needs to be defeated, right. it's a bit two-dimensional. Right. Uh, but also, one of the greatest qualities of Batman that I, I think really makes for a great Batman story, it's not just about him being a good fighter. It's not just about him being a great detective. It's about him his compassion for his fellow man. You know what I've always liked about, about this, and actually this brings this up? Yeah. With most of the villains, he doesn't use their name. Like, he doesn't use the Riddler or Mr. Freeze. He calls them by their first names. He always does. Yeah, like, yeah. What do you make of that? I I honestly think because he looks at them like they're, you know, they're real people. So that's why he tries to talk to them and tries to bring them down to that to that level. I, I'm reminded of, it, it happened a, like a year ago or two years ago now, the Batman story you liked. Where Clayface? Yes, I, I actually have that image uh, up. You know, where Clayface becomes part of his yeah, team. Yes, and uh, re- remember what you liked about that so much. Yes, like he that that redemption. Like Batman, he deserves he deserves a chance. He deserves a second chance. Yeah. And and Batman ultimately, when you when you take away, uh, you know the 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 violence and the detective skills are important. But I think if you lose the compassion. For your fellow man, right. then you've lost the character of Batman, and I think that's why you didn't like Asriel right. well, as and Batman. Like I said, and the thing is, is he always—I don't want to say he takes away that power, but like with Catwoman, it's never Catwoman; it's always Selina. With mm-hmm. the only person he uses their name is Joker, the Joker, be, because he doesn't have a name. I mean, now apparently and, he does. And, well, and I would argue too that he's the only sort of of his rogues gallery. He yeah. has the least compassion. For him, and it's probably because Joker has done so just much, so many horrible, yeah, yeah. horrible things. But you, so, but I, I think, do you, do you agree with me though that 
Yeah, that's probably oh, yeah. why you didn't like Asriel 100%. as Batman. Well, like Batman. I said, he's not Batman. And I think that was probably the... Or, that's so, the uh, 90s. They're trying to make him like the Punisher, where everything was grit and violence. And I, I have to wonder if... Was it was it that? Was it... Am I giving the writers too much credit if I say, well, no, they, they were actually creating this really horrible version of Batman so that we would we actually... We were looking forward realize, to Bruce coming back. Yeah, so we would realize, uh, or were they ever really hoping that Azrael would yeah. completely replace him? Probably not. You know what else, too? They wanted to make a cool action figure. Uh, y- you know... Uh, I, I can believe it because, oh, especially now, especially now. And, yeah. and that leads me to to another thing about uh, we haven't gotten into Toy Box yet. No, no, no. And I think I know what you're going to talk but about. I'm so excited. We're going to be getting some McFarlane DC multiverse figures based off of oh, so Ma- uh, Sean Murphy's I've art. I've got something better than this. No way. So comic book news. Right. Um, DC is actually putting out a newer series. I saw the first covers. They were done by Jim Lee. What I, is I know, Batman I think I know the Animated Series continues? Continues, yeah. And one of the figures yeah. that are coming from that is an Azrael in the Animated yep. Series style. I've seen it. Style. And I am so excited yeah. for this comic book yeah. series. That, like, Me too. I, I'm going to buy the hard copies, and I just I love them. They look so good, and it's... You know, the, it's I just I can't wait. I cannot wait. They're doing the red skies. They're doing. Everything. They have a, a Jason Todd also yes. figure. So he's going to be in it, too. I, I, Jason I, Todd, Deathstroke. Um, they're doing, uh, like I said, uh, Nightfall Batman. They're doing. We're getting a Batman who laughs. Yes. There's going to be a Batman yes. who laughs. They're, they're putting them in. And uh, I mean, they're just adding on to to the animated series. And from what I've read, mm-hmm. Paul Dini and Bruce Tim have their hand in it as well oh great so i mean we're gonna get this like a continuation of the series that we we grew up and loved so i'm, I'm really stoked so uh, uh, kind of summarizing the good about uh, curse of the white knight uh it's uh, it's a great mixture of deconstructionist fiction as well as a love letter uh to to the the every all things batman uh, I really love kind of borrowing the elements of Nightfall and kind of reimagining it in uh, in a different way, in a way that kind of makes a, a more kind of cohesive, uh, more organic sort of story. Um, there, are, it's it it's not perfect. There are there is there are a few things that I don't like about Curse of the White Knight, but it's not enough for me to take away from my enjoyment. Uh, there's a plot kind of plot contrivance in the story where Joker kind of goes back and forth between being Joker and being Jack Napier. Uh, kind of like in this the sort two-face of... Two-Face situation? Like Je- Two-Face, almost kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde. Like one minute his skin is bleached white and his eyes are different oh, colors. Okay. that's kind of neat. And then the next minute he's, he's Jack Napier again. Um, and, and so basically, like, yeah, the Jack Napier personality, like the sane version of Joker, sort of asserts himself at different times in the story. And I know that this criticism is going to seem kind of ridiculous, given that, you know, I'm talking about a story about a grown man who dresses up like a bat and beats the shit out of criminals. And a guy dresses as a clown. And a, drag li- uh, and a guy dresses as a clown. But it just seemed out of place. It just, um, I think it kind of undermines the whole, t- the Joker, in my mind, is this character that he is the way he is because of just multiple traumas and horrible experiences and that can't just be undone just with like right. a pill. Like that you can't just undo that. I feel it kind of cheapens kind of the essence of what Joker is. Okay. Yeah. Uh to yeah. just say, well, 
all of this can just suddenly go away, and now he can suddenly be normal. Um, right. So, uh, you know, it, it just seemed out of place. This kind of Jekyll and Hyde, Hulk, Bruce Banner thing seemed out of place in a story that otherwise has tried to be kind of somewhat grounded. But uh, aside from that, I am enjoying the hell out of this story. Uh, issues one through seven are available in your local comic shop. Uh, go check out check it out if you're in the Central Florida area. Check out our friends at Famous Faces and Funnies on New Haven Boulevard in Melbourne. Uh, but of course, as always, Chris, bring money. Uh, or you can find these on uh, Comicsology as as well. And uh, if you are a, uh, a member of the Comicsology, I, f- I forget what the subscription service is, but you can get unlimited. Fi- unlimited. You can get fifteen percent off. But uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Awesome. All right. What you reading, buddy? So, uh, this what I've been reading was released back in 2016. Uh, there's two volumes of it, uh, volume one and volume two. You can get them on Comicsology. I'm sure you can order the the okay. tradebacks now. And it's called Olympus. So it's a new take on somewhat of Greek mythology. Gerard Butler does not feature in this at all in any way, shape, or form. Or Morgan Freeman? N- no. That, w- that was in Olympus Has Fallen. Oh, reference. okay. I thought, I thought we were going to do a Clash of the Titans. And I was like, oh, you okay. Liam Neeson? No, Sam, Sam, Sam Worthington was Clash of the Titans. Yeah, and Liam Neeson. And Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay. Don't you dare. I n- I n- hey, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. So anyway, so... Uh, this, uh, I'm sorry, this comic was written by uh, Chris uh, Griminger and, of course, the ever-talented Jeff Johns. Th- that man is amazing. I'm just going to say that now. Fantastic writer. Right. and Best guy working in comic books today. So the artist right now uh, for this is going to be Butch Geis. Um, this is the first time seeing Butch's work, and it's it's very beautiful, very detailed. I, I like it. It has kind of a call to, like, the... Uh, late 80s early 90s kind of style and so you know i'll show you i mean I've got his work no i was pausing because his his work actually reminds me of uh, another artist who i like but whose name escapes me but anyway. at the moment but go, go on so it, it so uh, the publisher of it it's uh by humanoids mm-hmm. so here here's kind of the story of it there is a uh, an archaeology class that are out on a class trip kind of a thing um, and with their teacher. And basically what they've been doing is they're diving ancient Greek um, like civilizations that have that have been taken over by the ocean. Okay. So they're, they're seeing these kind of things. Well, they come across this chest, right? And it's like a big stone, heavy kind of a chest. It was Greg Land, by the way. Oh, okay. His art artwork was yes. Greg Land. Sorry. Go ahead. So, but anyway, so they come across this this chest, and they end up bringing it up on deck, and inside of it was a vase, right? A vase. A vase with a lid. And a lied. A lied. No, it's and it's got a lid, and they're reading the inscriptions on it, and basically they come to the, the determination. This is Pandora's box. And they're like, but it's not a box. And it's, they go. It's Pandora's vase. Excuse well, me. And they said, they were like, well, another word for a box in ancient Greece is a vase. It means container. It doesn't mean anything of it. Uh-huh. So as they have this, a giant storm rolls in and their ship gets taken over by mercenaries. Basically, the mercenaries are low on cash. 
They're like, we're just going to take over any boat that we can and get whatever we can. So they end up on the boat. They end up getting kind of thrown in a, into a storm. And when they come to, they wake up actually being attacked by a giant cyclops. And the, 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 mer- the, the mercenaries are attacked by all it? of them. Uh, everybody, the everybody's on the same boat. OK. All right. And um, what it, what it basically comes to find out is they have made it to Olympus. And they have to climb Olympus. And they make the joke. They say, because if you've ever been to Greece, right, they right, say, right. oh, no, there's Olympus right there. And it's this actual mountain. They go, no, 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 no. The act, because they were like, oh, they're like, I think we're at Olympus. And they're like, we're nowhere near Athens or something like that. And they're like, right, 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 right. No. Not that Olympus. The real Olympus. And they actually have to go through these trials to return Pandora's vase, Pandora's box, back to the um to the rightful place up on top of Mount Olympus. So you have the um you know the the trials and tribulations that they have to go through and the team obviously that that doesn't come together. They don't like each other. I mean um so that oh, way that's can, nice. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Like I said, it was it's a great you story. You know, it reminds me a little of the old uh, Ray Harryhausen movies, yeah. like the uh, Seventh Voyage of uh, Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, and with the claymation. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, it's a it's a fantastic so, story. So they've stumbled onto they kind of stumbled onto something. They have uh, like a, a doorway has right. Been and opened. the thing is, is when they find out what it's Pandora, the the school's closing. They have to. They're going to be closing the archaeology department because they don't have enough money. Right. They're like, well, we're saved. They're like, this is it. This, this is the is biggest, th- biggest this find. This is biggest find since you know Kool Aid. And <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not you. But anyway, um, so they're they're so excited. And then, like I said, they get taken over by the mercenaries who are like, huh? I wonder what this is. Looks like it's worth money. Let's take it. And they've all got guns and they all that kind of stuff. And the next thing you know, they actually have to work together. And they, and what's crazy with this is. Like, you know, it's it's not one of those movies where you're like, oh, no, only one character dies. No, there is death left and right in this thing. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. It is it is yeah, like well, Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> who, who and Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so who is the who is the protagonist then of this story? Who would you say is the is the protagonist? The ar- is there an archaeologist? Pr- no, uh, the, the, the protagonist, you know, the enemy kind of a thing or... All the creatures and the monsters and the mythological beasts that they have to face right. to get everything back. No, no, no. But who's who's the hero? Who's the who's the um, hero? Who yeah. would you say is the hero of the story? Honestly, it, it's just it, I, I'd say the teacher and the students kind of a thing where they're they're all together. But they're like, like I said, they're in college, so it's not, you know, it's not like Magic School Bus has gone awry. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely like. Each one of them kind of pulls out their own little trick and, you know, what they're useful for and, you know, the, the stereotypical team kind of a thing. Okay. So. Like, there's a there's a sarcastic guy. Yeah, and there's a jock. There's, there's, there's like a, a macho guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. like a. The smart guy or the, smart the, girl. The smart guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. The typical things. Kind of oh, Scooby-Doo-ish. So, so you, you recommend this. Is, is Very there, much. Is there anything you don't like about it? Um, It gets a little, like, some of the dialogue gets a little dry. Like, especially with the mercenaries, because they're like, why are you taking us apart? Shut up. You know, and you're like, all right, great. Give it, flesh him out. Give him yeah, some depth. And, and like, you know, and they're like, oh, there's a Cyclops. Use your Uzi. And they try, and then, you know, he clubs them to death and just squishes them and eats them. And, you know, it's, it's 
I don't know, like like it. It's very real. So, so uh, why? I, I'm sorry, I might have missed this, but why do they have to get to the top of Mount Olympus? So what, what happens when, once they get the to the top? In the story, yeah. Like, is it just how is it made known? It's to It's basically them? Jumanji. Okay, so they right. have to return the new one, the box. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like it's the original. You finish the game, everything goes away. Right. It's kind right, of right. the same thing. Okay. You f- you you put the you put the box back. Life goes back and to er- normal. Everything goes back to normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. That sounds so cool. So it's good. I want to check that out. I, I definitely recommend it. All right, man. You want to do some movie talk? Let's do some movie talk. Yeah. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. This episode was badly written! Joey, you like movies about gladiators? Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Oh boy. Yeah, we, uh, so I, I, I'm not going to be able to go through this entire list, but this is just... Uh, it's a, a a strange Damn time. Damn you, coronavirus! Oh my God, it is just such a strange time that we are living in. Um, so many movies, television shows are getting uh, pushed back uh, as a result of literally this. like uh, pilot season for for TVs. It's just been destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just it, it's incredible. I, um, so just to name a few, uh, the the Batman. Uh, which which we're going to be talking about yes, in a little bit. Matt that's Reeves, Matt, Matt Reeves, the that, Batman. That's going to be getting pushed back. Uh, I had read an article that uh, Black Widow is going to be getting pushed yeah. back as well. Yeah. Uh, how are you? What's your read on that for that movie? Are you Black are you, Widow? Are you excited for oh, that? I'm excited, and I saw some a little nuance to it that made me kind of giggle. And okay. I, I looked at this and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." So, did you see the most recent trailer? Yes. Yes. Did you see Taskmaster? Yes, yes. So he uses his shield like... Right, like Cap. He pulls out claws like... Black Panther. He uses his bow and arrow like... Hawkeye. Do you know how he's able to do all of these? Yes. For the movie version? Um. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that the movie version is going to be like the comic book version, which, which is, is... He has a, a, a power, he has a mutant power where he has the ability... He has photo... I forget what they call it, but like... Photogenic. Photogenic. Yeah, it's not photogenic, but it's something where he sees something. Oh, that means you're really good looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He might be really photogenic too, but uh, he he has like the ability to if he observes someone performing right. a particular physical uh, activity, yes. that he has the ability to imitate to it, to learn it. Yeah, to learn so, it and copy it. But in this, it's not that. In well, it, it might be. Okay. But one of the things that I've I noticed, if you look at his mask, and I'll, I'll find it right between his eyes, right here. He has a tiny micro camera that's right there. So he's recording all of his all of his fights. fights. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll, a, I'll show you the picture. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, I like. I that. looked at that and I was like, "Oh, Marvel, you did it again." So, so yeah, he's uh, he's running the Red Room. Now. Yes, which is it's kind of the it's the it's the assassin uh, uh, factory. Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the Sparrow Cage. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I like that, but I think. How about David Harbour in this movie? Oh my God, he looks great! I just lo- I I love me some David Harbour. It still fits. It's ju- you've gotten fat. He's mostly water weight. Yeah, I um, think I like David Harbour as much as I do because 
he is an action hero with a physique that I can I think I can realistically aspire to. Like it's like I look at guys like Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, you know, my wife is drooling over them. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to get abs like those guys. But but David Harbour. I can be that guy. I can, I can be David Harbour. I can be David Harbour. Yeah. Absolutely. And David so Harbour, if you're listening, please take that as a compliment. You are an everyman and a national treasure. So take a look right there. Look at See that. See the dot? Oh, that is That's so cool. It's got to be a camera. Oh, I love it. I love it. So. I'm stoked though. Like I, I, I didn't. How do I put this? Years ago, if you were to tell me, Chris, there's going to be a Black Widow movie, and you're going to want to watch it, I'd look at him like you are a goddamn liar. <laughs> no way. Two two hours of Scarlett Johansson in spandex is it's not, not enough. It's, it's not enough for you, it's really. Not enough. not enough. But another reason. You, you are a man of discriminating taste, sir. Well, you know, and another reason that I'm actually excited for this movie. This is the second um, Marvel spy movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a spy movie. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm down. I'm down. Winter Soldier 2. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do this. Let's nice. do this. So, you know, um, but yeah, like I said, it looks it looks really good. I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it. So some other just things that you, you might be interested in. Uh, Shang-Chi. So that was going to be with it's. And what's the full name? Uh, Kung Fu Master? Is that it? It's Shang-Chi, and I believe it's the Curse of the Five Rings. Oh, the Curse of the Five Rings. So we were going to maybe see... We are see actually going to see the, the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Yeah. What a shame that Tony Stark is dead now and that we, we're, ah, we're not going to be able to figure it have... out. Maybe it's Tony Stark. <laughs> um, yeah, so according to Variety, the Marvel movie suspended production because director Destin Daniel Cretton wasn't feeling well and was told Uh-oh. by a doctor to self-isolate while he waited for the result of a COVID-19 oh, test. Oh, no. Uh, damn you, COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you know about any other? Uh, there's, I mean, there's tons of movies. Mission Impossible 7, uh, 7th edition. Well, Tom, Tom Cruise is getting kind of up there, so him and Vin Rhymes, I'm like... Come on, guys. He he has Scientology powers. He he will not age. He is just look look. Okay, look. Have at you have you seen the meme top, uh, when have you seen Top Gun? It's like t- yeah, top. So you look at Top Gun. You look at Tom Cruise, and then you look at everyone, every other actor in that. And Tom Cruise is the only one who looks like he hasn't aged. You've seen the meme where yes. it's like Scientology really does prolong your yeah. life. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, di- uh, random question: The new Top Gun movie has that already come out? I don't. I think it comes out in April. Was that out? I don't think it's out yet. Maybe that got pushed back. Oh, let me look. Um, also, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I had no idea they were making another one, but they're just printing money. I, well, I told you with these movies. I didn't want to watch the last one. So why not? Um, yeah, third in the new Jurassic series has been shooting in London since February, but it has been shut down as part of Universal's across-the-board shutterings. Release date is June it 2020 is for Top Gun. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so Jurassic World Dominion, it was scheduled to release June 2021, but the disruption might change that. Wah, so wah. where did you uh, jump? Wonder Woman, 19, 1980, what is it, 1985? 1985. Is that getting pushed back? That's being pushed back as well. Are you serious? Yeah, they're pushing. Like oh, I said, Suicide Squad, they're pushing that back. They're pushing Shit. back everything. Because uh, Birds of Prey did so well. Why couldn't the coronavirus have hit before Birds of Prey came out? Uh, that was a low blow I, uh, because actually I no. haven't seen them. I haven't no. seen the movie. No, I haven't seen the movie. It might actually be quite good. I'm just a little butt hurt from Suicide Squad. It's I'm not. Just, I'm just saying it's that. not good. All right. Well, 
Um, let me let's literally. Sh- I've had comic book fans like who who are legit fans of Harley Quinn and love her mm-hmm. get up and leave the theater. Well, I get I'm, up and I, leave I, the I, theater. I, I, I Not might, even finish I might, it. I might still check it out. But um, let me ask you a question. Just jumping back to Jurassic yeah. Park for a minute. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yes. Where did you jump off the train on that one? Because I jumped off the Jurassic train. Jurassic World. That's where I jumped off the train too. Well, because no, I didn't want to see the second one, but mine, minor, well, minor. Foolish reasons. Why? Why? Why didn't you? Why didn't you want to see the second one? It, be, it was a das- disaster movie. I don't. I don't like disaster movies. They're all disaster movies. It's no, no, about, no, no, It's no. about a part. That's a dinosaur movie. No, there's like this big volcano going off and all this kind of stuff. I didn't like volcano. I didn't want to watch it the first time. I don't want to watch it again. And then in the trailer, like these giant meteors come out of the dang sky because of the volcano erupting, and they hit the poor Stegosaurus in the head, and you hear him like that, and he drops down into the ground and starts rolling around. I don't want to see poor animals being beaten to death. I would love to see you in like a, one of those focus groups <laughs> that movie directors have, and it's like in his movies. Yeah. Oh, like, fuck literally. that volcano! Like you see him and they're running, and then all of a sudden, and you see him rolling, and I'm like, oh my god, they're just being murdered. Compassion for the dinos. Yes. Yeah. You know what else bothered me with Jurassic World, right? Yeah. There was one on. one thing that bothered me. Go on. And it's really dumb. How are you supposed to be running in them high heels? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on! And and Chris has really tried. He he, he can call bullshit. <laughs> I can do really well in them, <laughs> but come on, especially in the grass. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I have only watched Jurassic World once when I saw it in the theaters. Right. I enjoyed it, but I think probably the as I, I I feel like I need to see it again because I think maybe having the spectacle realized of like actually seeing the park working and operational right. i think was probably enjoyable for me um recently i've been kind of checking out the original jurassic park oh, yeah. and that movie is just it, it, it is superior um he's bad no expense so so many reasons it's bad no expense he's bad no expense we have a t-rex he's bad no expense we clocked the t-rex at over 40 miles an hour by the way you know what's the funniest thing about that I think he says that line probably 13 times within a matter of 10 minutes. Right. It's bad no expense. We um, get it. You spend money, old man. I, you know, I so I, I, I don't know. I It's it's sad. I feel kind of sad that I hopped off the train. I will probably eh. I will probably check out Jurassic World. Um, what was the last? Fallen Kingdom? Yeah, I guess. I'll, I'll probably check that out when it comes out on, but, on uh, but Netflix. But you, know, you well, know what my thing with that is, too, right? What? Okay. So, the newer versions, do you know how they solve the problem? How? There's always a bigger dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. You notice that? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a bigger dinosaur. Like, they're like, oh, there's this scary one that has genetics, and it does this, and tap dances, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, there's a giant alligator one. Clomp. You, you know what? Okay. Uh, all right. I'm glad you brought that up, because I, uh, w- w- do we have time? We have time. We have time. We have all the time in we the world. We have all the time in the world. I got all the time in the world. The I got a time machine. The people listening just, to us aren't going anywhere. They're not going. Yeah, they're not going. You're. We. You are effectively <laughs> a captive audience. Um, here was a problem I had with Jurassic World. So Kay. you have this new creature, the Indominus Rex. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who effectively kind of becomes? He becomes sort of the bad guy. Yeah. Of the film. Yeah. Right. With and his rooster feathers. With his rooster feathers. And you're right. They end up beating him by, you know, it's dinosaur on dinosaur action, kind of WrestleMania style. Yeah. Tell me if I'm weird, okay? Go ahead. 
I feel sorry for the Indominus Rex. Yeah, because you created him, and that's what happens. What it, did you expect was going to happen? It, exactly. This is a, and I thought there was a missed opportunity here. One of the great things that kind of happened in the original Jurassic Park, which yes. is great, uh, who was kind of Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park? He's sort of the conscious. He's, he's yeah, the conscious. Like you said, he said he's the just movies. because you had the ability doesn't mean you should. I, I, exactly. And, and there was this great whole thing about power and responsibility and yeah, with a, great a, with great power comes great responsibility. Or I some feel like I've like heard that, that somewhere yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. We should write a comic book and put that in there. I feel like that would really have. You know legs. what might help? What do you have an uncle you don't like? Oh, maybe. Anyway, so let's go back to Jurassic <laughs> Um, so that that theme of of power responsibility right. uh, is kind of lost in this movie because I feel like there's a perfect opportunity there. You you have this this creature. That didn't ask to be created. Right. Wasn't, you know, isn't there. All it knows is just, like, anger and rage and that it's hungry and that, like, it shouldn't even I- exist, right? And and yet, <laughs> why are you smiling? What are you thinking about? So, we're talking about movies. Right. I finally watched Toy Story 4. Yeah. yeah okay, the Indominus wait, Rex can, is forky. The Indominus Rex is Forky. I'm trash! Yes, yes. <laughs> the Indominus Rex trash. is Forky. Trash, So um, it didn't ask to be here, and yet th- that's something that kind of felt not no, as satisfying. Like when the bad guy gets his comeuppance. You know, like, who was the bad guy in the original Jurassic Park? Um, I guess it would be the T-Rex. No, not no. really the T Rex. It no. was it was the fat guy. It was the guy who dressed like the Goonies. It was so, Newman. So it was, he it was, stole all the it was all Newman. The and and also though the it Velociraptors. Other, yeah, but it was also remember the guy in the white coat. There was that the guy in the white yeah who helped coat. him steal all the he was trying to get him to steal like the guy in the white suit not yeah. the old man but the, there was another guy. okay yeah yeah guy who died in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was trying to steal... No, no, that's the lawyer. You're thinking about Gennaro. Gennaro wasn't trying to steal I don't steal like the lawyer him. anyway. Okay. Um, but that's anyway, right. but no, but but like I said, there, I think that would be the... But, but yes, well, Velociraptors. The, the Velociraptors were sort of the main... I mean, I mean the, yes, definitely the... I mean, the Tyrannosaurus Tyrann- yeah, Rex... Yeah, the T-Rex actually came and saved he, them he, from he, the Velociraptors. He comes and saved them and... She, I'm sorry, she. Oh, yeah, that's... Cle- she, they're all female. Clever girl. Um... I don't know. I just feel like that was missing in this, and I feel like there was an opportunity missed. Well, and, and now they had it the opposite way. Yeah, now the now the Raptors, now the Raptors are, are, the, are the good. I thought the concept was interesting. I mean, look at us talking about a movie that's like, what now? Like <laughs> five years old? Yeah. Six years old? No, more than that, probably. Ten? Hold on, hold on. Let's <laughs> you're going to Google Jurassic oh, yeah. World? Um, I, I found the idea interesting of, you know, training the, the Raptors because they were intelligent. But when you got to the point at the end right. of the movie, five years, twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen. So what? God damn it! That's what we want to talk about. We're talking about it. What are you going to do? Change the channel? No, please don't change the channel. Please don't. We love you. Um. Th- it, then it just kind of got cartoony and silly when Vincent D'Onofrio is like, "Okay, we're going to take your raptors and we're going to use them to hunt the Indominus Rex because somehow they've they've learned to respond to clicking noises like like uh, like a dog like with, that." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. So I don't know. Yeah, With Chris Pratt running on a motorcycle, looking badass. And, and I, I love me some Chris Pratt. I mean, he's he's. It seems like we're down to earth, dude. And and I love him as Star Lord, and I liked him in this. But I just I felt 
uh, I don't know. It, it was not satisfying. I agree. It is not satisfying. I agree. Um, before we move on, you you invoked Toy Story four, and I know we were talking about this. So I wanted to see, what 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 did you think about this? Now, unnecessary, unnecessary, right? Absolutely unnecessary. Unnecessary. I. Why, why did you think it was unnecessary? I I mean, it just it was so unnecessary. It was there were so many things to it that I look at it and I'm like. Like all of a sudden, Bo Peep didn't exist, you know, in their their series longer than, like, so the beginning of Toy Story, right, was around like the Toy Story two era because Andy was still a kid, right. Andy was still and a kid, and then Bo Peep goes missing, but yet she was in Toy Story three. No, she wasn't. Weren't you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah, she's gone by Toy Story 3. But still. Remember, I have a kid. We've yeah. watched these movies on repeat but, like, constantly. But still, like, I look at this and I'm like, this is dumb. Like, I didn't like the doll trying to go after his voice box and the creepy did, dummies. Did you notice there's a little Easter egg in there? Right, there's ahead. a song playing when they first go into the shop. Yes. It is the song from The Shining. Oh, that, From the yeah. end of The Shining, mid right. some like midnight uh, something something yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. We used it as part of an intro we once did, for for our show. Um, all right, I'm sorry. Go on. Go no, on. No, no, no. It's just it's just some things now. Bo Peep is like Mad Max, and um, and this is Thunderdome. You know, and she's like, oh, and you know, the kids play with us and do all this kind of stuff, and then um, Forky just trying to get rid of himself the entire time, and it's all Woody's fault, and um, I just. I, he, it's, that's I am point. trash. Am I right though? It, is it, it's all Woody's? How's it Woody's fault? Woody gave her uh, the supplies. Uh, oh, from that's the garbage. That's true. That's true. You, here, let me tell you what my problem is with it. Go you, ahead. Because you, you probably you, can you, can it, describe it better. Than well, I no. Can. You tell me if you agree. Um, I think had Toy Story three not existed. Yes. Uh, and somehow Toy Story four existed before that. Uh, which I don't know how you would do that. Uh, but. I think if we, I guess what I'm saying is, if we didn't have Toy Story three to compare this to, yeah. I think I would have a higher opinion of it. It's just Toy Story three was such a great way to end the storyline. No, it of was. Those it was characters. a perfect. It was a perfect ending. A and, 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 and you know, Andy gave his toys up. And, yes. You know, and sh and she's so happy to have them, and she's going to take care of them, and that's Un it until four. In which case, now she's bored with Woody. Right. That's the problem I have. Oh yeah, is that and Wo and Buzz? She was bored with all of them. Uh, yeah, but Woody but more than anything. Woody especially, and, and she it st and she broke the. Oh, I got so mad because I'm like, he's a vintage toy, and you took his star off of him. Do you know how expensive it is? Have you ever tried to replace the little small part to your figure? Not easy. Not and we would easy. know. Not easy, little it, girl. Yeah, it, it just to me it undermined the whole sacrifice that uh, Andy was going to take Woody with him to college. But then he sees this little girl, and she has all of the toys, all of his old toys, and she goes back to the box. And you remember at the end of three, she, she goes, "Loved him, my cowboy." Right. And she was so excited; she had formed yeah. a bond. And I just think that to then have it be a story point that now Bonnie is bored with him, which. I get it. Children get bored with toys. However, I'm going to say something you're not going to like, but it, go ahead. It under it just undermine it completely undermines the ending. It's like, you know what it's the equivalent of? It's the children's equivalent to killing off Newt and Hicks in Aliens 3. Yes. Toy Story yes. 4 is actually a more child-friendly version of Alien 3. You, there, I said it. Do you want do you want me to say part of it? 
Say the whole thing, man. I can t- I can handle the truth. Are you sure? I can handle the truth. I think Disney went a little too much girl power because she's in love Go. with Jesse. She's not in love with Woody. Therefore, she takes the male figure and throws him in the trash. Um, I see your point with that. No, I, no. I no. I, I mean, I do. I do see your point. And but it does doesn't it kind of make sense to you though? I no, mean, no, and I how, get that. how many little girls do you see playing with? Because children play I get that. play with toys, they that, see themselves. That represent, of yeah, in in the and I get that. But like, I come on, <laughs> come on. Seriously. Woody's so much cooler. Well, not even not even just that, but like the girl power. Go on, you know, go on. But no, no, no. But the thing that kind of makes me upset, like you said, Andy was going to take him to college. Woody had a chance to go and live in a museum. He was going to be looked at and adored for his entire <laughs> life, and he chose forever. And he said, "You know what? I'm going to live a regular life." What have they done? He's end up with the dust bunnies. That's where he is. With the dust bunny. Remember, he got his first dust bunny. He got his first. <laughs> That's what he got. I remember when I used to play, uh, what was it? There, uh, uh, God, what, I, I forget now. There was some game that Bonnie was playing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It so was like a barber shop or like. Tea party. Tea party. It might have been tea bakery party. bakery or something like that. Remember yeah. when we used to play tea party? Oh, those were the days. Anyway, I don't think it was a bad movie. No, uh, I just, but I, I feel maybe un, unnecessary, uh, and just I, I kind of didn't like that it undermines. I just don't think we needed it. Some of the things from Toy Story I, Three. I just don't think we needed do you, it. Do you know who did the voice of Gabby? By the way, no, I don't. The very lovely and beautiful Christina Hendricks. Oh yes, yeah, she did. That's right. Because I, I look, yeah, mm-hmm. Gabby, Gabby. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you got a little series on Netflix that you want to talk about, right? Uh, it's not on Netflix. It's actually on Amazon Prime. Okay, so I am completely right. wrong. So <laughs> the new series that is out is uh, Hunters, and I'll give you the synopsis, basically. Toy Hunters? Yeah, no, Nazi no. Hunters. Oh, even better. So uh, didn't you want to do your... your Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. You do, you do, do your thing, man. I, I got your, I got your transition so, all queued up. Basically, Nazi hunters discover hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials in 1977 New York City conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in U.S. The hunters set out to bring the Nazis to justice and thwart their new genocidal plan. And it, that sounds cool. It, it's, it's so good, but it's so heartbreaking. It's very t- it's 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 a show that actually moves you and makes you think and go good god this is terrible al, al pacino's in it right so i'll read you i'll read you a couple people so al pacino is in it uh there's a, right uh logan lerman is in it um percy jackson he he plays um jonah uh a young kid kind of coming coming in his way josh radner uh, uh, phrasing no, josh radner is in it uh in there ted from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Kate Mulvaney is in it. Uh, Jerrica Hinton, Tiffany Boone, uh, Lena Olin. I know none of these people, but that's okay. Uh, um, Carol Kane. Because it still sounds awesome. How about Carol Kane? Uh, uh, yes, uh, whose husband uh, happens to be uh, Billy Billy Crystal. Good. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, hashtag feminism. So, um, what? Sorry. What? Go on. What what is the hashtag for? John John Oliver does it. I was just trying to. Oh oh okay. I'm sorry you lost him. me. But anyway, um, so I might have screwed it up. It's anyway. set in the 19, 1970s, and Jonah is kind of the he's a very smart kid, and he's getting to the age, he's graduating high school, and 
he lives in a Jewish dominant neighborhood and something happens and he kind of stumbles on that there are Nazis who have escaped, you know, the war crimes and who have lived in in the United States since since the war. And it kind, kind of, of like a sleeper cell. Well, no, it kind of unravels that you find out that, you know, the United States government brought them here. Because they said if we don't use them as tools, the Russians are gonna. Yeah, right, right. So they took them, and well, basically our space program was developed. Yeah. by Nazis. Absolutely, it was, Absolutely. It was yeah. by their by their programs. Uh, and, very true. But they go on with the, with this whole thing, and they actually come to find out that there there are a group of active Nazis that are uh, operating in our government, in our businesses, and uh, like they've kind of branched out in their own ways. So, so are that the they're US, planning on taking over the United States. So the U.S. government has hired them, but you're saying these Nazis are seeking Infiltrated. to, there, to there exploit some, exploit the situation. Well, there's one one Nazi, a high-ranking official Nazi, who mm-hmm. has infiltrated you know, the United States Senate. And actually, in this, he's like second man to Jimmy Carter. Oh, wow. Like, he, the president listens to him. Wow, you know? and wow, I'm like, wow. It, it's it's insane, and it's, it's kind of a terrifying idea, right? But, but like you go through very like Manchurian candidate, very much, and like you go through, and this group that has come together, these hunters, and all of them, uh, well, most of them were prisoners in concentration camps, like Auschwitz, and yeah, and you see the like their memories, and they kind of tell stories, and it's just the most terrible things that that happened to them, like. Uh, there was a, uh, and it's not really a spoiler, but I think this is the one thing that that really kind of took my my heart, you know, and and made me think, um, like, like oh my god, I, I you know I knew that you know the 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 Nazis had had hurt people and killed people and basically starved people and just put them in the showers and ran the gas and doing all that kind of stuff and and murdered these people. You're like, I knew they were bad, but, but I, didn't I didn't realize know, like, they were this bad. Yeah, like they tell this story of this Jewish chess master, right? He has been a um, a champion player for years okay and there is a german there who thinks that he's better than obviously the the jewish jewish guy and he he challenges him to a game of chess right and he wants to play him in chess but he uses a different kind of pieces they build a life-size board and on two sides they have jews set up and they play real life chess, and when one takes over the other, they literally are armed with a blade, and they have to kill the oh other person God, that to, to get on with the game. That is awful, and it's terrible for this prisoner because he is sending his own people to his death. And basically, they tell him if if you lose, you die. It's it's lose it's lose lose. It's yeah. because his people are dying either way. Right. It's right. The, oh so, God. But this team that they build, you know, um, Al Pacino plays. Uh, a Holocaust survivor by the name of Meyer Offman. Mm. Uh, Meyer is kind of their Bruce Wayne. He's the money. He, that's, okay. you know, he's been investing in businesses and doing all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, like I said, uh, Jonah is new to the team, but he's very smart. He's kind of like the, he calls himself Codebreaker, you know, because he's he's smart. They have a Vietnam veteran. Um, he, he is his name's Joe. And Joe is like he's got 
major PTSD, but he is just a killing machine. Um, they have a female there, a black female in their group who, you know, basically she is tired of being held down, you know, kind of by the man because it's the 70s kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, um, you know, she, she goes along with them. They have two um, – so Carol Kane and then the person who's playing her husband, they are kind of like – Liar! Liar! So they're kind of like their uh, their cue. Right. So, like, they oh, build they, all they their gadgets and, and, and bombs. Things. Oh, that's and cool. They're also their surveillance and everything like that. But this this show, like I said, it it speaks to me on so many different levels. It's it's history. Mm-hmm. It's it's a spy film. It's action. Who, and who can't get behind killing Nazis? Yeah, I mean, 100%. Well, I mean... I guess the Nazis couldn't get behind killing Nazis, but other well, other, technically, other, other than I mean, them, they didn't care. Other than them, pretty yeah. much everyone else can so get behind I killing Nazis. So I highly recommend this. This is something that uh, you need to go and watch. It, it is. It's one of those where you end up like, oh my god, I need to watch the next episode. And this is available on Amazon Prime. It's, am- it's available on Amazon Prime right now. It's one of their newest series. Yeah. You know, Chris, I don't get to say this phrase very often. Yeah. But speaking of Nazis, ooh, good one. Uh, I I recently watched Jojo Rabbit. And we uh, talked about this. Yeah. We yeah. talked about this because originally you had said, I don't know how this is going to be because Hitler plays it. He's This kid has an imaginary friend for Hitler. Who, who is Hitler. It's got to be kind of weird. It, it, and it is, and it is wonderful. I mean, this is a great this is a great movie. So tell me about it. It's uh, So it's directed by the very talented Taika Waititi, who also, uh, well, yes. I mean, you would know him. We know him from where? Thor Ragnarok. Yes, um, and he's also doing Thor Love and Thunder, the new one. Love and Thunder. Also, did you ever see the movie What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. He directed that. Did you also see a little show on Disney called um, The Mandalorian? Yes, I did. Because he played a character in that. Who did he play? He was the bounty hunting robot. Was he the bounty? Oh, oh, awesome. Must self-destruct. So so the uh, the very talented uh, Taika Waititi. Um, This is a movie... It's uh, it you know, it's kind of dark satire uh, during the end of World War II. Um, there's there, uh, this uh, little so boy. So after Hitler killed killed himself. No, before before okay. right. yeah yeah but before I'm that throwing up on your you're reason. throwing <laughs> anyway. Um, so Johan, uh, otherwise known as as Jojo, is a very enthusiastic Hitler youth. Oh, okay, so he is. They are all right. He, Where he, do they live? He is a Hitler youth. They live in Germany. They live in a little town in Germany. Okay, and he is only like ten years old. So he's so a, to him, Hitler's probably a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Hi- yeah. Hitler's a, a superhero. He's a, he's a ten year old. He has a ten year old's understanding of the world. Uh, and the name Jojo Rabbit comes from. He's he's kind of awkward and he's picked on and uh and so he's scared like a little rabbit. So they call him Aww. so they call him Jojo Rabbit. Uh, but his imaginary friend is Hitler. Who's also played by Taika Waititi? Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's Ta- it's Taika Waititi. It's brilliant, brilliant performance. Do you, do you know what this kind of reminds me of? They did this movie in the nineties. It was called Sidekicks. Yeah, Jonathan yes. Brandis and Chuck Norris. You are absolutely correct. If you took out Chuck Norris yeah. and replaced him with Adolf Hitler, yeah. But but I... can you imagine the pitch meeting for this movie? <laughs> can you? So just... he has an imaginary friend, guys. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right? yeah, right. 
and this friend is empowering him to try to make him stand up because he's a scared kid. Okay, okay? all right, okay? yeah, sure, sure. So, and, you know, he's he's very strong and very vocal, and he's very, very opinionated on his things, oh, right? Oh, okay, right? yeah, he's sure, I'm, I'm with you. He's also Adolf Hitler. I mean, what? But, uh, wait, wait, what was that, what was oh, the last part? Oh, it's just, you know, he's got a German background. Yeah, and, okay, you know, all right. Um, Is he, it like Arnold Schwarzenegger or no, something no, no, like that? that no, no, no. He was Austrian. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So, you know, th this guy was a painter. Yeah, and yeah like okay. That. He wrote a book. Oh, okay. That He's, sounds he good. He was a public speaker. Oh, that He's sounds really good. Adolf Hitler. Who, I'm and, sorry, what? Oh, oh, I mean, you know. It sounds kind of like you're saying Adolf Hitler. And um, um, Help me out here, guys, because I don't know what to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? It'll make money. I, I have to admit that that has to be exactly yeah. what the pitch meeting was like. So there this movie is loaded with talent. Let me just give you the names of some of the people that are in this. Okay. Um Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Okay. She is a triple threat. She is an I mean, apart from being she really ridiculously is. beautiful. She's fantastic. She is amazing. She's an amazing yeah. actress. Uh really shines in this movie. It's a very different role from her from, really? from what we've seen. Um Sam Rockwell. Really? He is a he is an underappreciated. I actor. love Sam Rockwell. I he is just fantastic. What, all right, now I have to ask, what's yeah. your favorite movie with him in it? Because my favorite movie you've never seen. Oh God, um, he's he was really good in the Way Way Back. Uh, he was really good in Iron Man Two. Yeah. Even though that's not, I know that's not. No, a it's a good role. A lot of people, it's a good role. He's fantastic in it. Moon. He's very good in Moon. So mine, yeah, is Galaxy Quest. Damn it! I need so, to. Uh, I need to. So see Sam Rockwell Crest. plays. His name is Guy. All right. Right. And basically, he shows up to like all these conventions. He was crewman number seven on one of the episodes. Okay. He was a red shirt. Basically, oh, he was a red shirt. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. like signing it, and like he's like, and they're like, oh, I'm. He goes, oh, hey, Guy. Da da da. It's just nice to see you. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, and everything. And they're looking. They're like, who the hell is that guy? Kind of, you know. He's so funny. He is, and he's very talented. He's good. Oh, uh, you um, want to know the who Green Mile? Oh yeah, he played yeah, Billy yeah. the Kid. He can be. He can be anybody. Yeah, I mean, he that's really he can. is one of those amazing kind of chameleon-like actors. Do you want to know who he plays in this though? Who? So it's 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 hilarious. So JoJo, uh, right. the film, he's going off to like this sort of the Hitler Youth uh, Camp. Hitler Youth Camp for the weekend nah, to like turn nah. turn the boys into you know soldiers. good good strong soldiers. And so he he plays sort of like the camp counselor oh God. at at the camp. Oh God! And it's just it's it is tiny so little good. shorts whistle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and Eddie. Oh, I, I'm I'm not gonna. Oh shit! Theon Greyjoy. I think <sighs> it's Alfie. 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 Something. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He's in it. He has kind of a bit role. He doesn't have a huge part to play, but he he is sort of uh, he is the uh, sidekick to um. Sam Rockwell's character. Uh, Alfie Allen. A Alfie Allen, yes. Rebel Wilson. Really? Rebel, Rebel Wilson is in this movie, and she does not have a pivotal role in it, but for what she is in it for, she is fantastic. Okay. She is. She's another one of the camp counselors oh, also, and... They are just. Does she have a British accent? No, no. She does a great German accent. Really, they Good all for do. Her. I mean, every no, every everyone does does a fantastic job, and uh, they really do. Uh, and I should have seen this coming because Ta Taika Waititi is just a is a brilliant director. Right. They do a great job of just framing the absurdity of the whole Nazi movement. Right. Um, they uh, so yes, it's it's Adolf Hitler, but it's very much 
he's satirized. He is this is in no way, shape, or form right. a glorification yeah, 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 yeah. of him. This is complete satire. So this is like the producers. Uh, it, it's like the producers. Remember, the only way to make Adolf Hitler funny is make him gay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Th- this is this is uh, this is terrific. Um, and uh, it is a lot more poignant than I thought it was going to be. It has got a mixture of. There's definitely there are like darker elements. Like there is a part in the movie where the Allied forces are invading the city. Right. And. Uh, they're getting the Nazis are getting really desperate because uh, they've run out of soldiers. Yeah, and so you see they're Rebel sending the kids. Rebel Wilson, she hugs a little boy and says, "Okay, now go hug that GI." And he has a grenade taped oh, to wow. his his back. But the w- the way that they do it is very much like in a. It's more of a comedic timing right, sort of right, way. Right, right, right. But still. But there is also tragedy in this. They, they don't. That's the thing that's really kind of brilliant about Watiti's direction in this is that he presents something that has comedic elements but also does not shy away from just the the horror and the human tragedy yeah. of what was happening during that time. And uh, I'll say that she's fantastic. She plays JoJo's mom. Oh, okay. And so she is sort of – she's not on board with any of the Nazi But she's being forced. She's yeah. being forced, but also she has this son yeah. who is all gung-ho right. about the, this little boy who's all gung-ho. Right. And you find out very early in the movie, so it's not a spoiler. That his dad died, I bet. Well, no, not that his dad dies, but that you never actually find out the fate of his father, although it's kind of alluded to the fact that he's probably dead. Yeah. But she has been housing a Jewish girl oh. in her home she's been hiding a jewish girl in her home does, and joe does obviously joe, doesn't joe, know about joe, it. well in the beginning he doesn't know but he he later finds out and so he ha- he's confronted with this and you know hilarity ensues but also at the same time there are these very touching moments learning moments and i think it is just it is the it is the sign of a master when you are able a master filmmaker when you are able to balance, find such a perfect balance between comedic elements of such a horrible time in human history right. with just the stark reality of what was going on, I I highly recommend this, this to you. This sounds amazing. I don't remember if it won any Oscars. Did I think it was nominated, but I don't know if it ever Stand by. if it won any. I'm I'm looking at it now on Facebook. Um, Chosen by the National Board of Review and the American Film Institute as one of the 10 best films of the year at the 92nd Academy Awards, the film received six nominations, including Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress for Johansson, winning Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, and so Academy Award for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay. So it won, it looks like. And I I should also say that the uh, the actor uh, who who plays uh, jo- Johan Jojo, um, I, I think his name is uh, Roman Griffin Davis. Right. Uh, he also it, fantastic. I mean, just wow, fa- fantastic job. So you ready for this? I'm ready. Academy Award for uh, best writing, you know, in adapt uh, adaptation, uh, Critics Choice Movie Award uh, for best adaptation. Writers Guild of America Award, uh, Toronto International Film Festival, BAFTA Award for Best Adaptation, Golden Bicycle for Best Film, uh, the AACTA International Award, and Costume Designers Guild Award as well. So, I mean, they they got a bunch. It, and and well-deserved. And, and, and those are big names, too. Like, they're not just, like, you know— 
Tom and Larry. It's not the Just Us Nerds <laughs> right. podcast awards. This is that's some Although serious stuff. You, well, I'll, I'll give him that award. You want to get if if uh, if uh, you know Taika Waititi or better yet Scarlett Johansson would like to come on the show yeah, so yeah, that yeah. we can present an award to them, I will I will gladly do so. Yeah, even Rebel Wilson, even Rebel Wilson, Sam uh, Rockwell. Sam, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, actually, that'd be a good idea. Anyway, uh, so we'll I, I, yeah, I, high high praise for this movie. I I, I totally recommend it. Uh, if you check it out, Chris, I would I would love to kind of hear your review on it. Awesome. All right, so, you know, we want to talk about. Let's talk about it real quick. Let's talk about the stills that were being released yeah, for the yeah, Batman. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about first, though, did you see the quick um, screen test for the suit? I did. I did. And I think I sent it to you. And you see it in this red light, and you start to see the suit, and it looks more um, arkham like it's it's it, it, it's heavily armored. Yeah, which I'm good with. I'm good yeah. with. Um, but then I look at the the mask, and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of laughed because at first he looks kind of like he has bug eyes. Well, it's not just that. So the thing that kind of threw me off there were two things. One, the mask. I'm looking at. It, I went, wow, that looks like a homemade Halloween mask. I'm like, it looks like somebody made it, and it doesn't look right. Like your proportions were off, kind of a thing. But then because of the red light, I'm looking at it, and I go. This isn't a Daredevil movie. Like, <laughs> it looks literally like, you know, Charlie Cox's mask. I was like, the hell is this? Because we couldn't see the ears. And then I I am, you know, I don't want to I don't want to judge too quickly well, because like I said, it, this it's, is just, it's, I, it's pre-production. They may add some CG well, on but it. I think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the mask that he first shows up in. You're right. And right, 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 right. He'll always he'll get an advancement in the end. Like yeah. the ice hockey suits from Batman and Robin. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I I'm not in love with the costume from what I've seen so far. I'm in far. love with the suit, just not the mask. Um, I I think it it reminds me a lot of the design from the Batman Year Zero, which I've heard a lot of people talking about. Oh, that I can see that. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it's probably going to be more Year th- One. Well, and and also that this is maybe an earlier iteration of the right. of the costume. Yeah. Um, what do you think of that Batmobile? I am in love. Like, th- well, I'm in love because to me, I'm like, this looks like something that Bruce and Alfred could actually build. Right. And they'd put together an armor plate it and whatnot. But there's kind of a bad thing to it. What's that? So the realist in me right. is like, all right, well, if. Batman's going to be rolling around in that thing. His engine's exposed. All I got to do is send an RPG <laughs> right into that sucker, and we got no more Batman. We're done. I'll solve that problem right now. But, you know, I'm sure, obviously, per movie-wise, no one's going to think of that. And But it's it's awesome. It looks cool. It, it Well, I, it, to me, it makes a lot of sense to go the opposite direction of what the previous movies have done. So, you know, in uh, the Snyder movies, the Snyderverse, uh, it's was basically kind of another uh, very similar to like the tumbler from uh, you know from the Nolan movies. So I think it, it makes a lot of sense to go the opposite direction and have something that's much more low tech. And there it reminds me of something that Alex Ross yes. once said. So Alex Ross, when he's talked about the versions of the bat suit, he talks about his bat suit that he draws. And what does Chris? What does Alex Ross's bat suit usually look like the classic Batman. It's got the big ears. Um, it's all leather. It's classic gray and black with the black bat across it. Um, Bruce Wayne's chin is like gigantic, and mm-hmm. he's always got black eye makeup. And 
No, no, but no visible armor, right? No, none. No, it literally looks like a like a pajama set. It looks it looks like a pajama set. And so the thing that um, Alex Ross has said, the a mistake that he has felt the movies have made is that Batman, for someone who's trying to conceal his identity, he displays a lot of things physique. that give a, well no that give away his wealth. The fact right. that you see him with all of these gadgets, all of these toys. Oh, that makes sense. This Batmobile that looks like uh, an F-16 with no wings on it. Right. Of course you're going to know that oh, someone that rich so much sense. is invo- either involved or is the person. So right. the way that he has always drawn Batman is very low, low tech. tech to try to hide his wealth. And You know what? In, in my existence, that is the first time I have ever... You you never thought of that I've before. Never thought of that. Yeah. Well, never thought of that. Well, well, think about it. I mean, what what's yeah? Uh, He's the richest guy in town, and he just happens to be able to do that. I- exactly. Yeah. And so I, I, that's kind of what I like about this Batmobile because it's going in that direction. It doesn't conspicuously show off his wealth the way that like even even the '89 Batman right. Batmobile did. Um, so you know it's something I do like about this Batmobile. Was that? I don't mean to cut you off. I was just thinking about this. It's all right, man. The the, do you have the picture up of it? Are you looking at it? Uh, I'm I'm actually looking at the picture of Batten, the Battinson okay. suit. So the taillights come to a bat wing. They look like the animated series. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Where they go, where the lights go up. Right, into, right, oh, right, right, right. Man, I just I'm excited. Y- you know what? One other thing too. I think there is something because Batman's supposed to be scary right right he's supposed to scare not just the criminals but just kind of everyone's scared of him so the idea that like he is he's driving around in something that looks like just like any loner could have just made it in like their garage somewhere i think adds an element of like sort of uncomfortableness about there, there should be a certain amount if you think about logically like with batman if a guy dressed up like a bat and just appeared places and started be- beating the shit out of people, people would be freaking out. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. that would be, th- th- I mean, and, and you wouldn't be too comfortable being around the guy because you'd be thinking, this guy is not exactly normal. Like, this, I, I mean, yes, we know because he's Batman that, you know, he fights for good and everything, but what, you know, how is he that different from, like, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies with, like, the Arlie Ermey guy who dresses up like the sheriff and drives around the town and pretends that he's the sheriff, but right. he's not really the sheriff? Right. It, it, there should be— He killed the sheriff? He killed the sheriff. There should be something, a little bit of elements of that to Batman, like, kind of unsettling, like, okay, this guy's not exactly There's, There are problems with this gentleman. There are problems with this gentleman. So, so. another thing, too, that we got to see, besides the suit— but we got to see the bat cycle. Now, mind you, this was first images of a stunt that was being done by stunt people in the stunt suit. Um, but the the bike is literally out of year one. I mean, here, I've, I've got the image right here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's literally out of year one. Um, you know, looking at it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is not going to be the actual costume. This is a stunt suit. This is something that, you know, there's no cape. They're going to do a CGI cape. I know they are. And but like I'm kind of hoping they don't. But oh, they are. Uh, I, you know I, they have to. I hate. I re- I'm a big fan of practical effects. I think they're gonna do both. Like I said, and and once again, I'm gonna be that guy. CGI has come such a long way that I think they're gonna be able to to be able to do it. Did so. it look okay in Justice League? Because they did that a lot for yeah, like that the that didn't bother me. It was League. the mustache that bothered me. 
That what mustache, Chris? Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk about it. It literally looked like somebody put a wiener across it, Henry Cavill's face, and they <laughs> wanted to blur it out. That's literally what it looked like. So let let me ask you a question. Oh, what's the over and under on this for you? Uh, that Martha's pearls get featured at at some point. Oh. Totally. You want to you want to take you oh one hundred percent. We want to take bets. I don't know if it's going to be like mixed in with popcorn, but I bet you you know. Are we are we seeing are we seeing uh, Martha's uh, Martha's pearls? You're, you're betting you're betting yeah. I have a feeling we're going to see his parents die again. Uh, really? All or right. at least him going to the grave. Okay. I would be okay with a scene of him going to the grave. Um, I want to see him do the promise. I re- We've never seen him do the promise. Yeah, I really hope they go the route of Spider-Man Homecoming in that what was missing from Spider-Man Homecoming? Uncle Ben. No, you'd never see Uncle Ben get shot. Right. And you don't see Uncle Ben get shot. You don't see him get his spider powers, which is great because at this point, we had... We, had we already s- know. We know. We know. It's like, you don't need to show me Batman's... Parents getting killed again because right. I know I know what happens. I got it. I I saw Joker. All right, I saw Joker last year. I'm I'm good. <laughs> You're like Kay. meh. Okay. So so yeah. But no, like I said, I wouldn't mind him doing the promise. Uh yeah yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I I look forward to the interpretation. I in I enjoyed Matt Reeves's uh apes movies. Yeah. So well, I'm excited for this because this is going to be a detective movie. It, it, did you know it's going to be a period piece as well? Yeah, it's they're saying like nineties. Yeah, yeah. Nineties. They so. ha- they have to figure out a way to reconcile the fact that uh what's his face is not Affleck, uh, Patterson. Yeah. Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Pattinson is not is not Affleck. So now it's Pattinson okay. instead of Batflick. Yeah, I know. I've heard I've heard um but okay. I'm excited. Like I said, I I know they are releasing there you know, there's a rumor actually going around right now and I'm actually kind of excited. What's that? So, rumor has it that somebody has been uh, seen on set who's very famous, and they had, like, no reason to be on set. Sam Jones. No. Oh. Mr. Johnny Depp. Really? Yes. Who? All right. You thinking about him for, for the Clown Prince of Crime? Absolutely. And that's the rumor right now. Is that he's going to be playing the Joker? Um. Okay. All right. I, c- I could get behind that. Well, there's another grab to it that I think is kind of funny. What's that? He's never won an Oscar. Anyone who plays the Joker wins an Oscar. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you seen before? I know we. I know we got to move yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to talk. But but I, I got to ask you this: Have you seen the fan trailer Three Jokers? I have not yet. All right. We'll watch it after yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah. I want to see what you think. We'll put it up on Facebook as well, so that we. You want to do some toy box? <laughs> Let's do some toy box. Yeah. <laughs> Let's broaden our minds, Lawrence. Uh, All right, man. Oh, it started. <laughs> so, New York. We had a little thing in New York. Oh uh, yeah, we had. Well, before all the toy hysteria started, uh, probably the only toy fair that we're going to be getting this year. Thank you very much, Corona. Not really. Uh, w- we had the New York uh, toy fair. Yes. Uh, um, and, and there were so many things that I want. Yeah, I, I so know. many things. Your wallet is already afraid. I already, it? I already, I already have a feeling. I know one thing that you're buying. There's a set that is coming out, and I know you're going to have to buy them. Let's let's do it. Let's hear it. So through NECA, they are making a junkyard scene set with Toka and Razor uh, from the movies. Like I've, they look phenomenal. I have seen them. I have seen them. But I'm going to tell you, buddy, I, I can't do it. 
Doesn't and, matter. If and, you and, can't. And, and, and I'm going to explain you why I can't do it. You don't have any of the be- movie turtles. Be- do because you? no, because if I buy Toka and Razor, then I'm going to have to buy the movie turtles. If I buy the movie turtles, I'm going to have to buy the movie Splinter, and so on and so on and so on, and it just never ends. Yeah, and that's how they get so you. So that's how they get you, man. So I got, I've already, I've got turtle commitments. You do already. Like I already want to get the the Kang. They're going to really, or the Krang. Um, in his android yeah. body. You have the animated series. I have the animated Turtles. series Turtles. I have the Turtles from Batman right. versus ba- Batman Ninja Turtles. Meets Ninja Turtles. And yeah. I have the original Kevin Eastman Turtles. I cannot afford. Yeah. It's not even can't even afford. Space in my in in yeah. the nerd cave will not permit me, but I will not lie. I looked at the detail on oh, yeah. those token razor figures. Ama- they look wet. Like well, not I'm only that. You can change the expressions yeah. on their faces. You can like put and this make isn't them happy again. And alternate heads. This is you just push down on their eyebrows and they go from happy to sad. Oh, so it's you know what that amazing. means. Amazing. You know what that means. What In twenty mean? years from now, there's going to be like the one Toka, like his eyes all jacked up because some kid played with it enough and it broke it, and you're like, oh, oh, his eyebrows work. Oh, that's, good. That's more money. That's uh, that's going to happen. Yeah. I I saw those figures. Um, I would. I would love to get on the show a representative from NECA. I think that one might Ooh, make yeah. for, for a really good interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, NECA alone. So Poor you, man's hot toys. Well, you know what I was so excited for? Defenders of the Earth. Defenders of the Earth, man. Oh, my God. They look so good. Me, well, one, I am a, I, I've talked about it on the show, but one of my all-time favorites is the Phantom. Oh, oh yeah. You can't find many Phantom items. The only I, th- I think like back in the day they had that cartoon Defenders they of did. the Earth. They did. That's they, what this is. They probably had a phantom. They uh, did, but it was really weird and they had like a skull copter and it was like right. a, a helicopter with a gun. You know, it was, a, it was a cash grab for toys. Right. But in this one they had the entire team, but the two that look the best. They have a great phantom and they have a Flash Gordon and they look so good. I literally am I'm just looking and waiting for me to throw my money the, at it. The Defenders of the Earth are kind of like, it's like the Justice League. Uh, it's it's like the equivalent of the Justice League. Right. But like, with all of these serial, like, sci-fi characters. Right, right. So You read a comic book about them. Don't I, you remember? Yeah, yeah I, I, I read them all. I, I, like Doc I said. Sam, it was like Doc Samson, I think, and right, Flash Gordon. So here, and I'm going to give you the, the whole thing. So what were some of the ones that you were excited for? Well, I think the thing that I saw from NECA that is an absolute must-buy for me, and I really hope that this doesn't fall through because I'll tell you one of the sad things that happens with Toy Fair is NECA will – they'll put even concepts out – Right. And sometimes like the uh, the Batman, you remember like the Batman versus Predator and the Batman yeah. alien set? Yeah. Well, that ended up falling through. They were not able to secure the licensing rights or something or they they weren't allowed to distribute them in regular stores, so you had to like go through the price gougers on eBay to get the just the few that existed. But they have revealed that yes. they will be doing for the first time ever Back to the Future figures whoa they showed off a and I'll, I'll post this on our website i'll share it on facebook uh so far what they revealed two marty mcfly figures one with him in the orange vest another with him in the radiation suit i saw that one yep but that yep. one was big like they're doing a big one of that These too six inch six inch oh, scale wow. six so inch scale defenders of the earth by the way um yeah just so you know so it's flash gordon the phantom mandrake the magician and lothar and they help uh with help from their children, join forces to protect Earth 
from Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless, man. So, but anyway, but yeah. So death death to Ming! To the, so, back to the future. So, I'm kind of curious. Are they going to do, like, a Biff Tannen with his car kind of a thing? Uh, or I am, old Biff? I am... I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up Can I buy a Billy much. Zane action figure? I... You might be able to. Can I buy ZZ Top playing their their song you under might, pressure? You might be able to. Oh. They have not, I believe when they were talking about it, and I watched the video of it, they have not secured the licensing rights I wanna, yet. I want a um, Jules Verne train. That has been on, you know how Ugh. long that has been on my wish list? I Chris? want the train. The only people that make Back to the Future toys right now, they're either Universal. The, the little Lego toys yeah, or the Hot Toys. Do yourself a favor, Chris. Oh, no. Go on Big Bad Toy Store. Hold on, hold on. I'll just... And look up Back to the Future, Chris. And just look up the Marty McFly or the Doc Brown figure. Oh, they're $300. I know. Y- yeah, I know. yeah, exactly. I have, You know I have a collection of Back to the Future cars. I have one, I do. one DeLorean for each movie because I'm special like that. I, the one thing I've been missing, I don't have a Doc and a Marty. That's all I like wanted. a good set. I wanted a set of a Doc and a Marty, and that has been on my wish list forever. This really made my day. I hope it doesn't fall through. I hope we get these figures. Uh, fingers crossed, man. Um, that that so that's what I saw from NECA. I mean, NECA's always good. You can't you so can't miss with. I got with some NECA. from NECA. So the two that I was really excited about, right? One of my biggest passions, besides statues and figures and stuff like that, are props. I yes, love yes, yes, yes. Props. I have tons of them. I just I love having stuff that that's replicas from the movies. Mm-hmm. So NECA has advised they are going to release a 1989 Batman Batarang, the first Batarang that he uses in like the first ten minutes of the movie. My, oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flips yeah. open and then he catches the guy by the ankle, and they are also going to release his uh, grapnel gun. So oh, and it comes apart. You weigh a little more than 108. Yeah. So they have that. Well, the one that I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. they are releasing Batman the Animated Series props. These literally look like they have jumped off of the page. Right. So right. they have Harley Quinn's pop gun. It looks, it, like I said, it, it looks like a giant cartoon. Mm-hmm. They have um, Batman's grapnel gun, and it comes with the claw. Like you actually mm-hmm. see the, the, the gray claw coming out of it. And the one that I'm most excited about, they are making Mr. Freeze's... Um, freeze ray, his freeze gun. And okay, everyone, gun. chill. Not that one. Not that. Oh, good. It is a best served cold. Um, and his goggles. To I it. would cry if I had tears. Left. <sighs> Such a cool villain. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the figure. Uh, I'll send you the the link so you can see it. Um, what else did I see? That's uh, yeah. I I saw some of those. The uh, the D- since you're talking about DC collectibles. The McFarlane, which you know we've we've yes. talked about some of the McFarlane multiverse. Uh, I I just have to say it. Whoever had the idea to hand the license to Todd McFarlane, you're so smart. You you're so smart because the just the sheer quality. And I and I know oh. some people have had their gripes about some of the figures that have come out, but honestly, the craftsmanship and the quality of these figures uh, is just it's just, it's next level compared so, to. So by the way, was. I forgot. I completely forgot. Mm-hmm. You're also getting. Um, Nightwing's batons from okay. uh, it looks like from Injustice. Okay, you're also getting the Kryptonite box from Batman meets Superman in the movie. You remember when Joker had the box and it would like open yeah up. It was yeah like that orange box mm-hmm. and one that I think you're actually kind of excited about. They are finally making 
a Batman Beyond Batarang. Oh, cool, cool. So here, look at look at the the Mister Freeze with the goggles and everything. Oh. Like it has like the sheen on it with the paint and just as I, as as a bald man, I I think I could probably rock a pretty decent uh Mister 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 Freeze cosplay. I think you could. I, I think I totally I could definitely rock think it. you could. Um, so yeah, with the Toka and Razor, they're actually doing a full series again of the movie Ninja Turtles as well. Like they're doing all of the figures all over again. Uh, I I'm not sure what exactly they're going to release, but I I know that they're going to have a movie Casey Jones coming they're out. They're also doing a Super Shredder. Yep, I Super saw the Shredder. Super Shredder, mm-hmm. which also was Kevin Nash from um, the WWE. So uh, I bet you didn't know. Little that. the more you know. Uh oh. Uh, I, I may have commented before. I'm a, I'm a uh, Godzilla fan. Love love me some Godzilla, yep, and yep. they they have a ton of new Godzilla oh figures God, coming out that, that I'm excited for. Um, they have. Uh, uh, I mean, it's hard to. It doesn't kind of loses uh, the the effect over the internet. But uh, for those of or over the uh, the podcast, but for for those of you that are familiar with Godzilla, if you uh, Godzilla versus Biolanti, NECA's re- releasing uh, a version of Godzilla from from that movie, uh, and also from. Uh, Godzilla uh, versus Mothra, the up- updated Godzilla versus Mothra, uh, just different different iterations of the character. Love some of the stuff that they're doing at NECA with Godzilla. Uh, before we get too far off of DC collectibles, though, what I was going to say yeah. is that we are getting from the multiverse figure lines, we're getting characters, three figures based off of the White Knight series. We oh, are getting. Is this McFarland? This is McFarland, the okay. multiverse. We're getting an Azrael. Well, of course. We are getting a Batman, and okay. we are getting a Joker in his GTO jumpsuit. Oh, the, cool. Uh, the, I think it's like Gotham terrorist uh, yeah, organization some, something, or something or other. Yeah, it wasn't a terrorist, but yeah, something like that. Uh, we're also getting two Wonder Woman figures, uh, one with her in the golden armor. Is this from 1985? From 1985, yeah. and then one in the standard The armor. new, yeah. Uh, and just for... Twenty dollars, right? The thing you really get your money's worth with these McFarlane figures. Well, that's the thing. Like these props, I'm I know they're not going to break the bank, but I'd be willing to pay like sixty, seventy dollars a pop. But I bet you it's not even going to be that. I'll bet you I'll be paying like forty, at least. You know, I, for I, for which figures? The, like no, the the props. Oh oh, the like, props. I was yeah yeah, yeah. Like you're not going to be paying like a hundred and twenty dollars. It just it's it's kind of a, the only way that you're paying that, which I've seen with the NECAs, are the ones that are like a foot and a half tall. You're seeing these giant... They have a yeah, Martin McFly yeah. that's like a foot and a half tall. And, and they have it like with Daredevil too. Right. Um, I'll see if I can put some of those reveals of the McFarlane figures. All uh, right. La- last thing, just with uh, uh, Marvel Legends, there's a whole bunch... I won't go through all of them. The exhaust... Uh, there's a huge list. You can go oh online and check it out for I yourself. I saw them all. But... Uh, I'm we're getting movie figures. I'm really excited. We're, yes, we're getting the the Fox. We're finally getting some Fox X Men figures. Yeah, we're getting a Professor X figure that has both McAvoy and Patrick Stewart. That you can uh, you can head swap them. Oh, really? That's yeah. all. They're, that's all they're doing to change it. Yeah, yeah. D- depending on whether or not, which is great. That's hilarious. You shouldn't have to pay for a whole other figure. That's that's terrific. They're all, they're doing the same thing with Magneto. You can get either the Ian McKellen or oh. the um, talking thing. about Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, thank you. I was just waiting to see if you could. Oh, figure it out. damn it. Um, and so we're getting a our first Hugh Jackman 
Wolverine. Yeah. Now, there's going to be two. I, I actually saw one of them, and I was like, okay, I like it. It was from Wolverine Origins. It's the one with the Indian belt buckle. Yep. So yep. we're getting that one, and then we're getting, is it with the suit? We're getting, no, we're getting one with uh, wearing the, uh, the, the, like the, the, black wife suit. Be- the wife beater. No, that's that's the one from Origins. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we're getting one wearing the uh, the jacket. Ah, uh, so from, the first X-Men. Yeah. So the one where he's wearing the, I hate calling it that, but I'm sorry, it's the only thing I know to call the shirt. Tank, it's a wife. The Italian wife, tank top. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the spouse beater shirt. Um, uh, he, um, that one is an Amazon exclusive, and that's actually up for pre-order now. I have now. a feeling the jacket, if you buy the Wolverine that's wearing the jacket, mm-hmm. that jacket is going to be bulky and look like crap. It, it, I mean, honestly, it looked they all looked great. Yeah, but I've looked, seen the figures like that. I'm like, eh, it looks kind of bulky and, and whatnot. So, um, We're also getting Deadpool figures. We're getting, uh, based off of the movie. Right, we're getting Cable. We're getting Domino. Part, they're getting, part of a two-pack. Right. And then you want to guess who's in the two-pack with Deadpool? Did I write it in my notes? Uh, no, no. I'm Take a guess. Who do you think would be his partner? Uh, I'm saying the taxi guy. Uh, Dope Ender. Nope, nope, okay. but that would have been good. Okay. What about... Um, is his name Bruce? What's what's the name of the dad who jumped out of the airplane? Oh, oh, Peter. Peter. Is no, Peter no, it? not Peter. Okay, so who do we get? Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Of course, of course. Uh, so, so yeah, that that is uh, those were some of the great reveals that we got from Marvel That's Legends. Amazing. Uh, there's so much more, but we gotta we gotta move things along. So you got a toy review you yeah, wanted to do? So yeah, yeah. So let's talk right. about that. So let's talk about. It. I, I I brought two figures here, kind of doing a little comparison. And they are of one of my, I don't want to say one of my favorites, but yeah, it, it is for this style. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the 90s iteration of a 1920s kind of concept. Okay, does that make sense? I feel like I need a time machine to understand that, but go on. So I'm talking about, of course, the Rocketeer. So it's a The ni- Rocka who? The Rocketeer, sir. Uh, not Rocket Boy. Not uh, the Flying Man, not Rocket Man. We'll call him the Rocketeer. <laughs> so anyway, so the two figures that I have brought, um, I have one by... What have you brought today? Uh, Tell me. All right, so this first one here, this is the Legacy Collection done by uh, Funko. And then I... Oh, that Azrael does look really nice. And then I have uh, the newest purchase is the Diamond Select... Um, Rocketeer. So let's talk about the Funko one. The Funko one, it ranges probably around like twenty-five to thirty-five dollars, depending on on what you get. Um, he's very posable, which which I love. Um, you get, you've got ankle, you've got like mid calf, you've got knee, you've got thigh, you've got uh, hip, you've got waist, you've got on the arms, you have. Uh, shoulder, elbow, and wrist. Not not just spin uh, circular, but also in and out. So um, Phrasing. Yeah, yeah. And he comes with two different heads. He obviously comes with the, um, the helmet. And then he comes with his mold for his... Uh, Cliff. For, yeah, Cliff Secord's head. Uh, I, I am not a fan... Which eludes you at the moment, sir. There it is. I, I'm not a fan of of this head mold. Um, I, I actually joked for a little while and had him holding his head like he would for the helmet. Um, 
So he was, you know, holding it like like that. He killed Glyph. <laughs> so and claimed but his head. This one comes with his uh, his trusty pistol and little details about this thing that I that I love. I mean, like his pants. You can see where they're stitched. Um, his jacket has creases. The the buttons on here actually on his glove. You can actually see the the button for the rocket. Um, the ro- I want that rocket. So the rocket itself. That you know, that's another thing. I want a Lothar. I want the the big guy. I want a back off, a Frankenstein. Ne- you I, ain't bulletproof. I want a Neville Sinclair figure. I you know, I would I would like a PV figure. You don't even get a PV figure, right? Um, you don't even get Lady Luck. You know, I mean, just just little things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so little details with this one. It's it's kind of just gray washed. I mean, they didn't really go into detail like with the there's on rivets. the on the en- on the engine. Yeah, there's there's rivets on the jetpack, but there's not like detail showing as much but it does have a little piece that here that looks like gum all right so it's it's a very nice figure i i i will say this was my first um newer well it, it, it was a hell of a find for you because yeah. i know that you, you can't the, find the, 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 the rocketeer is there there wasn't you know really not much merchandise no. made for it past you I, know, the time the movie came well, out even when the movie came out we didn't get a good figure the figure that i have is literally like a rubber doll that's standing there kind of holding, you know, holding the figure. So the the other figure that we're going to talk about is the one from Diamond Select. And this one definitely blows the competition out of the water. Um, the, the tone is a little bit more accurate. So... The paint scheme and everything to it, like look at Cliff's helmet. It looks like it's actually been worn. It's used. It's um, basically the the Funko one is very Art Deco. Like it's very clean, very crisp, very you know everything to it. Whereas this jetpack and everything to it has the um, the rivets. I mean everything to it, and it comes with a stand. So the stand actually makes it look like. Cliff is, you know, sending off the rocket and, and taking off. Um, whereas the other one, you just get like a posable stand and whatnot. But there's much, much more that you get with the uh, Diamond Select. So the Diamond... Yeah, the, the Funko one came just with the two accessories, right? The, the, the extra gun and the head. head. Yeah, yeah. So I get... I've got four different sets of hands um, here so that I can put them out so you get kind of like grippy hands you have a hand for a gun just doesn't come with a gun isn't that kind of bullshit that, though? that is kind of bullshit um you've got regular like open hands i guess in case he wants to do it jazz hands jazz hands and then you have ungloved hands which i kind of looked at and was like well i don't know if i want that i mean you know rocketeer's like oh he needs, sh- he needs to moisturize shit, i forgot my gloves um, do you find the pose a little awkward? I do. He's so supposed to be taking off, and so it, the thing yeah. is, like I was telling you about this. So the head, for 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 Cliff to be taken off, you would think you would have him looking up. Yeah. No, it's not connected. So for me to connect it, hold on. Yeah, the ar- articulations. Uh, uh, I think that's definitely one of its weak points. Yeah, I I will say so. It's um, a good looking figure. So they're magnetized, by the way. So they, they sit, like, right Really? In yeah. Oh, I love that. So it goes right into the jet. But, yeah, if you look, he just kind of looks like he's just sitting waiting for a TV dinner kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> but to, to tilt his head back, 
There, that's the farthest it goes. And from the side, it looks like he's looking up, but looking at you, he's not. Yeah, yeah, I, I that, that's a little disappointing. So, uh, but you know, maybe you figure out a way that you can display it that kind well, of works. One works of the for things you. that I was planning on doing is taking uh, a little uh, trick out of the old J handbook is using a little fishing wire. Uh huh. And because I have two other, you get two other jet streams. That come with the rocket. So there you go. So yeah, you get two other jet streams. Oh, perfect! And you can you know have them take off and do whatever you should please. Now one of the coolest things it's it's very simple to me, but there's two things that comes with this rocketeer that I I just I absolutely fell in love with. All right, and that is so Cliff. Oh, there goes one. So <laughs> Cliff's um, jacket has the the bib on the front has the flap, which. In the movie, they really kind of grossed over how long it would take him to put the goddamn jetpack on. Oh, so it would so take him like forty-five minutes just to get to, ready. He'd have to put it on, then put the flap over, and then, and then by that time the Nazis have one. taken over again. So you get two different flaps. You get the standard, all buttoned all the way up, which is like uh, the appearance uh, on the Funko figure, right? And then the other one that you get is with the top corner kind of unbuttoned. And I just I use that one. It's different than the other one, so I like I like to have a little little bit of different here. Um, but yeah, so the hand hand that I use, like I said, is the the one with the thumb on on the button and just just an open hand, so that way he can he can take off and, and go from that. W what's the retail on this? So one? this one, um, it's Diamond Select, mm -hmm. so it is kind of a little bit pricier. This one was like thirty five forty. Really, really so okay. Um, I think I may have seen a more pared-down version of it in a Walgreens uh, at a lower price point, right. but I don't think you probably don't get as many of the accessories as you get with that one. I mean, it's a, it's uh, Chris. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. Can you try flipping him the other way? Yeah. So and I, maybe I did you can do, do that? maybe you can do more with his legs that way. So I've tried, and it, the way uh, the it, rocket works, it looks. Is it, it looks it looks wonky, kind of, kind of. It's. I think that might be. It look, actually looks think, a little bit. Better. I think it looks a little better. So that's probably problem a, solved. Well, there we go. Boom. Um, don't don't say that around a rocket. <laughs> um, but yeah. Th so this is like I said. It, if so it's about thir thirty dollar price point. Yeah. So if you're looking for a good figure, I mean, I really think it, that for the number of accessories, uh, oh, I, I think that. And there's a uh, another thing that I completely forgot. You actually get a little cardboard cutout. Of the blueprints to the rocket. Oh, so that's cool. That's cool. I, I think that's that's pretty neat for the money. I, I definitely this is this is definitely my 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 go to. So terrific. I would have loved to see a uh, more kind of return to that world. It's a shame they only made the one Rocketeer movie. That so was such a great movie. They they're actually they've made a kids show about the Rocketeer, and okay. it's uh, Cliff Secord's daughter. Gets like a little rocket. It's like a cartoon series oh, for okay. kids, and and she's the new rocketeer kind of a thing going around. Kind of, uh, it has kind of a CGI like a Doc McStuffins kind of a feel to oh, it, kind okay. of thing. So it's neat, you know. And um, so she goes around saving people and and whatnot. So, but um, yeah, it's, I, it's on Disney. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, but you know, the comic series, I. I read tons mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the, they had a new series that actually just came out with the rocketeer and it actually talks about his exploits during world war ii and what he did 
and um, they they're they are fantastic. Those are by IDW. So um, and, and of course you know the guy that directed the Rocketeer, uh, Mr. I think his name is Joe Johnston. Yeah. Also directed a little movie you might know called Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah, and that's where you got that feel from. He he's really good at getting portraying that image. Whoa. Well, we did it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we provided you with a little bit of entertainment, took your mind off some things. Hopefully trying to get you to relax, yeah. you know, make you think that, you know, the world's not so bad. We're going to be okay. We're, we're going to be all right. Um, listen, if you uh, – important things. If there's a toy that you can't find – That's right. And you need help finding it, you need to call on your old pal Chris and Jay – the toy, toy bounty, bounty hunters. hunters. Is there a toy you're looking for? A tchotchke you can't locate? Maybe you're looking on eBay and the scalpers be scalping, and they they're selling it for eleventy billion dollars for a fucking toy that's only supposed to cost nineteen ninety nine. We say nay. No, sir. We are the thunder gods of the podcast, and we will strike down those. Th- uh, that will come against us. Yes. Yes. And the scalpers. So basically, what we're saying is, is that. If we're able to find it, and we're able to find it like in our neck of the woods and something like that, and it's something that you're looking for, really all you're going to pay for is cost of the item and shipping. That's it. That's it. That we have we have a net profit of zero yeah, this, this, off of this. This is us to help you. This is nerds trying to find their stuff. Nerds helping nerds. That's, that's, that's what really what about. we're looking for. So. so send us an email at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Also, hey. We got a Facebook page. Yes, we do. Why don't you check out our Facebook page? Give us a like. Send us a message. Send us a drawing. We have Spider Gen's Artist Alley. We would love to get some drawings from some fans. That would be fantastic. We have a. We do have an Instagram. I'll be honest. Haven't looked at it in a while. <laughs> it's been a little bit. For all I know, maybe that's where all of our traffic's well, going. And here's our and big I haven't one, even too. checked it. So we're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Wherever you can find podcasts, that's where we are. We'll be there. Um, but if you get on SoundCloud, you know, you like listening to us or whatever, send us a message. You like the episode, go ahead and give it a like. You know, go ahead and send us, you know, a message saying that you like it or what we could change from it. If we were dead wrong on something, let us know. You know, so We'll th- disagree with you, but we'll try to argue, but, you know, it's all good. But, you know, this is a conversation. Like, we, we always try to say that. This is a conversation between us, between nerds. So we love having you guys here. This is something that, that we can do. I mean, we do this anyway without recording it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So we just figured, you know, to have somebody else listen. It's just it's, it's great to have someone else be part of the conversation. Um, also, a couple other people we want to give a shout. People, couple other pe- couple other. I people. just suddenly went into Michael Kane. Yeah. A couple other people that we want to give a shout out to is our good friend Miss Jamie Angle. Yes. She is a writer and she's quite extraordinary. And you need. And to if go you just saw her, um, one of her books, Clifton Chase, it was now and turned into a coloring book. Fantastic. Which is awesome, and it looks absolutely cool. Um, she's working on so many different projects. Her books are right available now. on Amazon, and you yeah. can also find her at the right angle. That's E-N-G-L-E. And I believe it's W-R-I-T-E. Correct. Yeah. Right. W-R-I-T. Right angle. Um, I think I already said it, but if you're in the Central Florida area and you need to scratch that nerd itch, get your ass over to Famous Faces and Funnies, yeah. which you can find – on uh, uh, Straw- U.S. No, not U.S. One. No, Stra- Strawbridge. Strawbridge Boulevard. Strawbridge. Yeah, it's going to be basically Minton and uh, 192. It's going to be right there. It's right in the corner. They are a fantastic 
um, building. Not only do they have Famous Faces and Funnies, but there's also another business there as well called Get Your Game On. And if you're looking for tabletop games, if you're looking for action figures, if you're looking for any kind of you know graphic novel, comic book, anything like that, chances Toys. are... Toy, toys out the ass. They oh, literally yeah. have a, a warehouse, an old basketball court in the back of it that was used that is now filled with their figures. I mean, it is wall to ceiling. Yeah, it is floor to ceiling figures. Anything that you're looking for, chances are they can find it or they have it and yeah. they will give it to you. If you're looking to do tabletop games, get your game on actually has giant tables that you can use for your tabletop games. Right. If there's a game there that you're interested in, they'll actually let you play it and see if you like it before you even buy it. That's mm -hmm. unheard of. Yeah, yeah. They're good people there. So I'll tell you, bring your money, man. Bring Those your guys money. deserve it. But not now. Not, not right now. Not, not, not right now. Stay home. Stay home now. Stay home now. Wait until this. Go to the Winchester. You can actually have a cup of tea. Until this, this all blows over. over. <laughs> but actually, one of the things you can do, you can go online, and I'm sure you can order through them. I, I'm sure. Uh, the owner, Rick, he's a good guy. Uh, absolutely give give them, uh, check them out. Uh, well, that is all the time that we have here for this, our 57th. Can Woo! you believe this? Oh, my God. 57th episode uh, of the Just Us Nerds podcast. We love doing this. We love the, uh, having you as our audience, whoever you are out there in podcast land listening to us. We just, from Chris and Jay, uh, we just want you to be safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of everybody else. Stay away from the toilet paper. And stay clean. And stay clean. We'll, we'll be here next time. See you. Bye-bye.